Talk brunch served hot. Talk brunch live. Rick Diver here. Dustin Frazier. I swear to God, look at that new market. I feel like I'm about to hook into the Matrix. This is nuts. Matrix was on what thirty years ago now. Yeah. They're probably in it by now, I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's the case, turn down that heat. <laughs> so we've been migrating over, as you guys know, continuation from last week's conversation, moving everybody over. I think we've kind of ultimately decided, regardless of whether we're going to continue to simulcast to all platforms or not, our home base is going to be back on Twitch. So with that, we ask you all to join us on there. Thank you to those of you who have already had early migrations going to continue to do so and yeah it's been another week i have to say it's a lot of the same stuff but i guess this updates on some of the stories that we were talking about before uh thank you for the feedback from last week as well we had a lot of people spoke and supported us in various ways in regards to our, our thoughts and opinions on everything that has been going on in the world including the uh, controversial hashtag speaking out movement that has come across <sighs> our world yeah. And uh, there's also been negative feedback. There's been unfollows, and uh, people have pulled support due to certain unpopular opinions that we have. Which I'm going to address those people directly and everything else that was happening with that, uh, just to clarify some things later on. I'm not going to do that to start the show. I can't open every show talking about the worst shit that has happened in our planet. So, try to have some fun first. I noticed a bot. We got the two bots sort of conflicting here. I want the people from Twitch to sort of not be restreamed. I want to, uh, you know, I want to get their statements to come out without having to go through the uh, the other bot. You know what I mean? Like when it appears on screen. No yeah, one probably cares. Nice. <laughs> no one let me give the shit about that. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, all of the ones appearing on screen are actually coming from the restream bot, which is annoying. Let me see if I could fix that. How are you doing? I'm going to stall. I'm going to fix that while I talk to you. That's how boss I am right now. Uh, doing pretty good. I mean, happy that we finished uh, South Park last Sunday, which that was so much fun. Thanks for a lot of people who uh, hang out. Night Owl basically rolled with us the entire night because that one actually wound up going a little bit longer than we originally planned. But yeah, I mean, that game is that game's as fun as I remember. It was kind of funny uh, as we talked about that. There were certain things I knew they were coming in the second night. The second they started to happen, I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to see the reaction. Because I remember you uh, you hadn't I think you said you hadn't finished the game originally. So to see a, a live reaction to that was probably a highlight of my nine weeks. But yeah, besides, I wasn't I wasn't expecting uh, any of that. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect <laughs> going into that game. And I had a good it time. got worse and worse. to <laughs> Yeah, it totally did. I had fun, though. You know, I'm having a lot of fun yeah. with the Sunday stuff. The Sunday stuff's a lot more free than most of the things that we do. We got to kind of go by our program and look at timer. Not that I don't like doing everything, but you know what I mean? We're kind of like the the Monday thing we have to buckle down for. Honest, to be honest, full disclosure, like I've said to you guys before, it takes almost all day to get ready for this. Just because uh, wrestling news in the, in the almost six years we've been doing this, wrestling news has become more complex and more political and it's grown and a lot more controversy. It almost takes all day to put together a, a coherent program. Where it's like on Sunday, it's just kind of like, all right, let's plug in our controllers and just be silly a little bit. Right. Let's just, let's just, let's just have an interactive episode of South Park. Yeah, exactly. 
Which I love how they literally rolled the credits at the end of that one. That was that was great. And then of course I believe it's uh next time they were kicking off on the sequel to the Fractured But Whole, which side story with that game. I remember working at GameStop when that game was about to come out, and we hadn't seen what the title looked like. So we were all sitting there some days like, how are we going to tell people, like, hey, you guys should pre-order the Fractured Butthole? And I was like, what? <laughs> and then we see the title, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that game, oh, my God, that game's going to be a lot of fun. Like, um, the combat is different. A lot of stuff, it feels a little bit better, but it's going to be getting used to it mainly. But, I mean, that was definitely a highlight of my week. Uh Got to spend some time with some old friends. Went out of town for a few days. I mean, it's been it's been an eventful one. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, I've been enjoying a lot of the stuff that we're doing, and I'm excited about the uh, the move and everything. Oh yeah, you know, I'll have to figure out what the hell I thought I fixed about already, but no, not yet. So hang in there, guys. At least we're getting the stuff posted up. I don't know why it's it's focused over there on uh on the other channel. Kind of weird. Yeah, it'll get figured out. It always does in the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I actually figured out what it is. I, I changed it, but I, I still have us on the gaming bot. People are pissed See? right now. They're on listening on iTunes. They don't listen for any of that shit. They're only entertaining for the chat room like when we're doing like that. <laughs> you on iTunes. Like, I know how it is when I click a wrestling podcast. I want my information. I don't care, care how he's doing. No offense to anybody. Enjoy podcast. our shenanigans. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I become a little bit too loose. I used to be more. I remember, they used to call me Rick McMahon. I used to be more stern about the format. You know, that's how we lost people because they cried. As the president, some of these episodes were, we get shenanigans. Yeah, when we were, when we were, when we were tight ass, like people would cry on here. We literally have people cry off the air, pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shed not one tear. Don't Man, throw anybody no. under the bus, please. Because then we're the bad guys. <laughs> when I put nobody specific, out, but you know who you are. <laughs> I was not trying to go in that. In that I swear, sometimes it's weird how it's like, yeah, he he purposely. I did not purposely. It, it comes with the territory. Like, all right, let me see if we fixed it now. We all we all have the Twitch people coming in without uh, the middle bot. Please let it work. See, George, no, too bad, but it's okay. <laughs> I can hear the fear in your voice too. Like he's not gonna do it. Not now. No. <laughs> No, I have self-control, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> that is too funny. I think now I just killed the chat entirely. I'm I'm a genius. Whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You can't say I didn't try, guys. I don't know what, what, the, uh, what the damage is to that. Oh, God. I'll go back and fix it in a little bit. But I want to get into some news before we do any more of that nonsense. All right. So, uh, any story you want to start with? I'm pretty much ready for everything in the planet, man. I don't want to do. We are not doing any virus or, oh no, no, or uh, assault related stuff right away. It doesn't mean we won't get to it. Right. We 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 never we never start that dark. Oh God. I mean, one big story that's been standing out. I think Impact has lost one. Uh yeah, they lost one big one. If you think of the one I'm thinking of, you're making it sound like they lost yeah. one. Like, uh, are you are you talking about Tessa? Yep, Tessa Blanchard. He makes that shit sound like they lost one, like, you know. They lost their world champion, their top person, yeah. the person they focused everything around. That's who they lost. <laughs> they lost the big cheese. Yeah, they lost the top person in the industry. He threw her belt into the garbage, like I said. Yeah. Well, in this case, she threw it in the Gulf of Mexico, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be accurate, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. 
second Tessa, man. What are your thoughts on uh, on the situation? Do you think that? Well, first of all, I guess we should get into a little bit of what happened. Yeah, um, it'll be so easier. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's been in Mexico. That's why he made that joke. Yeah, pretty and, much been uh, stuck there ever sense. since the COVID nineteen pandemic had started. And uh, they Impact wound up terminating their relationship. This is their official statement. Some Impact Wrestling has confirmed that it has terminated its relationship with Tessa Blanchard and stopped and stripped her of the Impact Wrestling World Championship. And uh, apparently they asked her, we've talked about this a little bit on here before, they asked her to film some vignettes uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I guess cut a promo for her Slammiversary match. And uh, she didn't film anything. And uh, she basically asked for a quote-unquote day rate. And then they had some sort of a disagreement in regards to her day rate. And she just never filmed anything. And um, according to PW Insider, they said uh, they were going to use that footage to, to splice in Josh Matthews conducting an interview with her. But she never sent in the footage. So they needed to figure something else out. And uh, they wanted her to drop the title. But uh, they couldn't make any kind of deal for that to happen. And they said they tried to get her to return and drop it, but uh, they just couldn't come to any kind of terms before the pay-per-view was to happen. They wanted her to make one final appearance at Slammiversary, uh, but they didn't. They said that uh, the company could have rolled the time into the time she missed into her contract, but they didn't do that. And instead, they just basically ended their relationship with her. Maybe it got hostile and she didn't want to become, they didn't want to work with someone disgruntled, which happens sometimes. I have no idea. To me, a bigger problem there, and I get that it's a business, but a bigger problem there, as usual, impact. TNA, how many times we keep hearing it's a different company, the same problem that they continue to have over and over again. And that being the booking. And the reason I say the booking is because tell me in what reality you could have good booking where someone who used to be your world champion is going to be on your biggest show to have their last match. You yeah, know what I nobody's mean? ever had a send off match or slam reversary. Yeah, it's, it's not a good it's, look. And it's, that's it's, not to it's, say it's, it hasn't happened, but I'm just saying, name a time that it's been good. Like, remember Brock Lesnar and Goldberg when they were leaving in WrestleMania 20? God, am I? Like, it's, just... you have, it's, not, it's never good when your world champ is out the next day. And that's, that's a right. bad thing that happens in wrestling. There's not many good transitions with that. Look at even WrestleMania 14, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold. The Austin era has begun. That was Shawn Michaels' worst match to this day. Go back and watch that match. Oh, yeah. Couldn't do too much. He was in bad shape. There was bad. There was a bad point in the company. The only thing that made the match exciting was the hype behind it. It was complete hype. The Mike Tyson thing, the Stone Cold possibly winning thing, the DX thing. It was a hype match. If you go back and watch, he was not Mr. WrestleMania that he didn't outperform anyone. The match was really very grounded. As a matter of fact, it was more of like a ground brawl. Not many good Shawn Michaels spots in there at all. Almost as bad really as a, I venture to say, almost as bad as a, the, the the Saudi thing where he where everybody almost died. Uh, yeah. Maybe not that. But when you have a champ on the way out holding your world title, it usually doesn't look good. And now you, you're trying something new, having to be a female. And this female now kind of kind of screwed you. Yeah. And uh, according to Fightful, they were saying that uh, there's no non-compete clause for her contract. Of course not. It's TNA. And uh, they they would have needed her to sign she, her, to sign an extension to work Slammiversary because her deal ended today yeah it actually ends moment. but her, her contract was out before we, we anniversary. you know it's after midnight and ended at midnight so uh pretty much that was it yeah. and uh they did not get to extend her contract they expected uh her according to impact people that they spoke to in impact they said that uh she had received interest from both wwe and triple a 
And uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I guess AEW is not currently interested. However, Big Swall, uh, when a fan asked her, well, actually a fan asked Tony Khan for Tessa Blanchard to come in. And uh, then they asked what Big Swall thought of that. She said that uh, professionally, in my opinion, her wisest choice is AEW. In our company, she can have growth plus her father, he's a pastor, is there so she can get any slash all the spiritual guidance she needs. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's would be the appeal of having her in AEW. She gets to be with her dad again. You could instantly, like, it, it's kind of the easy route to go, but you instantly throw her into the whole thing with him and Sean Spears. You build up that faction. And I mean, at the end of the day, that girl is a threat no matter where she goes. I agree with you so, there. Um, like, I mean, like Tessa Blanchard walks into a room. You stop looking at everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, my opinion, it's going to be kind of funny. But when you're dealing with somebody like Tessa Blanchard, I kind of feel like WWE is probably a better place to go. Because, yeah. yeah, you know, AEW is a big family and they're very casual about things. Not that they're not serious about their business, but they handle it a lot less corporate than WWE. They're a lot more open, if you will. Um, Probably nowhere near as open as Impact. We don't give Impact enough credit for that as much as we criticize them. They're probably the most open company in the world. Yeah. They really don't hide stuff from anybody. No, because they really don't control shit. You just kind of come in. Yeah. And then you just they just roll you out to the ring. So and true. But the point being, when you have somebody like Tessa, uh, she uh, probably needs somebody like WWE, because no matter what you hear about people outside of WWE and their behavior and their attitudes and the demands that they make and the things that they do, whenever they go to WWE, none of that shit happens because WWE is such ironclad, locked down, corporate militant of a company. (laughs) Because of people like Tessa, that all of her problems would cease to exist because everything that she decides in impact in WWE, she simply have no fucking choice. If there's anything we're going to get we're going to get into tonight is that uh, when it comes to WWE, they literally probably wouldn't care if you jumped on a grenade the day before. There's no excuse. You're going to finish your contracts. You're going to do your days. You're going to drop your titles. They don't care if it's the apocalypse. They don't care if there's a virus. They don't care if it's the end of the world. They don't care if it's the rapture and you could see Jesus floating outside your window. They have no fucks given. And as much as we criticize them for that, when you have somebody like Tessa, who you got to admit, these stories, the only correlation of these stories, there has to be some truth to it. She's a bit of a wild child. Exactly. They bring her in. And to go with a cool thing, cool talk about she's not going to just kind of push her like Rhonda. This is the daughter of a four horseman. This is Tully Blanchard's kid. That girl is going to get a welcoming party if she ever shows up in WWE. Oh, like yeah. she this this is no normal woman. This is Tully. This is Tully's kid down to the T. And considering the fact that the four horsemen are only in their Hall of Fame, anybody who thinks she showed up there and not gonna get pushed, you're insane. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen some of the memes online of people putting like the split screen her and Randy Orton and being like there was another person who was a who was a multi-generational star that had that was angry and did the wrong thing and look at how they turned out and it's like yeah in wwe they you know yeah. he was he he stood in that bubble and they and they straightened his ass out he it's not like he doesn't admit that you know and a lot of exactly. people who have left there have said that they needed it people who come out of there talk about it like going to the army you know what i mean they talk about how rough it was and the long hours and being up at five in the morning and uh having to go to these workouts and these trainings and these camps and these meetings and how they made a love for it and a lot of people 
almost can't live without it much like the army look at it the way you have the two sides you have the ones that can't, are so happy to be home with their family then you have the sides that they don't even know how to return back to normal life exactly right like and then when, when it comes to wwe i look at some of the people she could interact with personality wise you get fantastic feuds like put her and charlotte in the same room put her in an oscar in the same room put her in a sasha banks a bailey somebody who if you're looking at it from a storyline standpoint, they're not just going to lay down. You get fantastic stuff out of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no question. Like about T- Tessa is Tessa would do fantastic no matter where she goes. It's literally just a matter of where she's going to decide to go. And I mean, I, I, I definitely could see uh, the whole thing with Triple A is um, the fact that she, of course, she's um, married to Daga, who's a big star down there. But and like I said, George, it's not that she's not original. She's Tully's kid. She's only a kid of a Hall of Famer. We know how WWE is with generational superstars. Yeah, we definitely do. Like, and uh, and especially one this talented, oh, she's gonna be fine. Yeah, but uh, the AEW thing, like I said, I don't know if they want to have to deal with that. Did I fix it? Did I get the chat room synced with with Twitch? No, I think I did. Right there, we go. See, I told you guys. I, mean, I was talking, having this great conversation. Now nah, I'm over. I'm overselling myself now. <laughs> but no, there it is. I just didn't want it to say restream. If we're going to be moving over here, we got to commit to it, man. That other that other chat room, as much as I like it, I want our regulars to already be migrated over by the time uh, anything, whatever else happens from this point. Yeah, and like that's that's the thing we're probably always going to hear. Like, oh, she's an indie person. She is to that. Guess what Vince is going to care more about? The fact that you're from the Indies or the fact that people who have given everything to this company for years on end, the fact that you're their kid. Because, I mean... Look at how many of these people who are indie freaking Adam Cole was an indie guy. Adam Cole's an NXT champion over a year. AJ Styles used to be an indie guy. People forget that. That's Being cool. an indie guy don't mean what it used to be. Nowadays. Like everybody has these preconceived notions of what Vince likes and what Vince doesn't like. If that meant anything, AJ Styles wouldn't have been world champion for a year. Guys like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's and the all the other guys we've seen come from the indies wouldn't be basically running the show right now. Yeah. And, and and like I said, it's it's good for somebody like that, man. You know what I mean? She needs it. She needs like something to, somebody to kind of like put a thumb on her and be like, yo, because as much what are you as, doing? as much as we give impact, you know, they're they're also a walking doormat. A lot of people go there and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. You know, whereas like, like with WWE, that, that they're powerful. They can make your life miserable. They could sue you to death. You could be just left sued forever because they'll never run out of lawyer money. And like, you know how much it costs to take that company to court? They could just sue you to death and be wrong. And then at the end, be like, yeah, all right, we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know and like, AJ's been on WWE, George. He's been on SmackDown. He, he just won the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> like, he had a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker. Like, there's, like, yeah, that, that, that girl's going to be fine. Uh, can you donate? I'm pretty sure. Let me make sure. Hold on a minute. Thing might be. Let me look at this and make sure it's on everything. Yeah, yeah. With you, more or less, I think we have everything on over here. I don't think any of that stuff was ever integrated into the, uh, into specifically. Um, mixer like i told you guys before a lot of our stuff isn't integrated into there it was just pointing there it's like we're more like it, we're, we're directing all of our data there it was like now we're directing it here and that being said anyone that pops in mixer we're still broadcasting there just coming to twitch i even appreciate the recent follows during south park last night but that shit really isn't going to do anything guys like it's it's okay. over it's over and no we are not okay. going to facebook gaming we do have a facebook watch page for anyone that's facebook that wants to watch archives of our stuff you just go to facebook.com slash talk brunch. That's always been there. I'm not going to turn it into a, as of now, I'm not turning it into a gaming page, but the game streams and replays of everything are on there. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a thing where George says, like, how many years with AJ? AJ won the championship in his first year. 
Like this whole this everybody has this preconceived notion with Vince. I don't again like because we're gonna get into it, especially when we talk about NXT. Just remember. <laughs> Yeah. Shane, Sugar Shane, thank you for the donation, sir. Sugar Shane. Made it rain, Sugar Shane. Right. <laughs> Rainmaker. But yeah, it's just like, it, it, it's a thing where everybody has this preconceived notion of Vince, and we'll get into it when we talk about NXT. Just remember, that's Vince too, so are we sure that everybody really knows what they're talking about when it's like, oh, Vince is going to do this, Vince is going to do that? We don't really know what the man's going to do. No, we really don't. I do know that right now, I don't think a loose cannon like uh, Tessa Blanchard would, would work with, with AEW. Because basically, Big Swall, as, as much as what she was trying to say was nice, her whole reasoning wasn't even having her in a stable with Tully. It was because Tully is a minister. She's basically saying she needs God, and the closest she can get to God is to come to her father. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not... She, the, threw, she, she, threw, she threw holy shade. Yeah, she basically said, you know what Tessa Blanchard needs? God. Come to AEW. <laughs> yeah, but and, I mean, uh, Tessa would be... I'd, I'd like to see Tessa on the WWE just because of the potential of some of the people she could go at it with. You know, Alex and McCarthy the pop she gets is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport basically said that uh, it's been the very early process, but they're definitely interested in her. And that it's most likely where she's going to wind up landing. They know so. star power when they see it. At the end of the day, I mean... Man, man or woman, she's been one of the most talked about people for months now. Yeah, so they 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 want her, and she's interested. So you're probably going to see her there. It's probably going to work out for mm-hmm. the best. And uh, Ryan Satin was saying that he doesn't think the WWE is going to go right into it. He was apparently reluctant. He was saying he'd be very surprised if WWE brought her in anytime soon because there's other wrestlers who had their signings paused because of the pandemic, and uh. The allegations of bullying and racial slurs following her and then everything that's going on and that he doesn't think that she's a priority to them at that moment. But uh, like I said, these are conflicting reports, different dirt sheets. Take it, take it with a with a grain of salt. That being said, we'll never really find out exactly what happened because Fightful is reporting that Impact um, added a non-disparagement clause to her release paperwork, which basically means that she can't talk shit about them. She can't say, man, when I was there, the catering was wrong. Rick and Destin were right. Like, they really did the <laughs> shittiest case. Like, nothing like that can happen. She can leave, but uh, she can't really say anything about them. Uh, apparently, NWA does that. There's a lot of companies that make you do that, which is why a lot of the time you don't really hear anything. Whether or not those have expirations is to be seen, but they do have it on that kind of a note. Hopefully, it's a two-way thing where they're not allowed to disparage her either, but we'll see exactly what yeah. happens. But I think no matter what happens, somebody... About to get a big name added to their roster. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it's definitely a concern. Definitely yeah. a concern. I'm curious to see where she's going to go. So, mm-hmm. there's not much news that's not downer news. I'm looking around. You want to pick a story? You want me to pick a story? Um, well, I don't know if you heard what is looking like Impact saying that it's, that it's uh possibly true, but with well, with a loss. Possibly became a huge game because did you hear who they who um it sounded like they signed? Who? Gallows and Anderson. You know what, man? I've been hearing a lot of Gallows and Anderson news. They, you know, I hope they don't start to overstay their welcome like the revival. I feel like the revival is one of those things where it's like, all right, guys, make a decision already. You know, like I don't need to keep hearing different things all the time. You know. 
Yeah, because I mean, like, we there, heard there were a few stories that we heard. First, we heard that they were going to AEW. Then they were then then Carl Anderson teased going back to Japan, and uh, it just seems to like well, keep changing. Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, the that you mentioned Japan because the one thing that I have heard when it comes to those two is if they were to go to Impact, Impact will allow them to compete in New Japan as well. Right, but, so um, it doesn't really rule it out that they wouldn't be wouldn't still go back. Yeah, but they were apparently on this this podcast uh, called Living the Gimmick, where they both said that they were probably going to be opening their own pro, pro wrestling promotion. Oh God! Yeah, and they trademarked uh, Southpaw Wrestling names. Oh God! And they've apparently been recording uh, some some stuff, some content for their Patreon. So you see what I mean about conflicting reports? What I just told you, I can confirm. They're opening their own wrestling, uh, their I guess their own little wrestling thing, but. I couldn't think of a worse time, honestly. Like, yeah, there's too much wrestling right now. Don't you feel that way? Like, look at all these federations. It's way too much. Doesn't make any sense. Like, why is there so much wrestling happening? I'm still, I'm still hearing about companies I've never heard of, and I was like, how many you guys have been there? Like, oh, it's too much. It's too much going on at once. Yeah, it's it's a shame because as good as AEW is. I wonder if we look back at this years from now, what are we going to look more fondly on? Because in every era, we look fondly on a time. Like back in the day, in the late 90s, you looked at the trifecta, the WWE, WCW, ECW was like a really big time for wrestling companies. When we look back at this era, are we going to look back at when it used to be WWE, TNA and Ring of Honor with New Japan sort of implemented in there through the crossover? as like one of the best times in wrestling are we going to look at now when it was wwe nxt aew new japan ring of honor evolve and all these other companies and nwa on on youtube and nxt uk do you see what i mean like are we going to look back at this era as fondly as the one just before because to be honest with you man i really there's so much stuff that i remember and that i really hold in high praise from the ring of honor era from the new japan ring of honor era of wrestling and yes even with tna there in the mix because we were being introduced to aj styles for a lot of fans we were being introduced to uh bobby Roode and james storm you know what i mean and eric young and all these dudes abyss and uh and don't forget chris harris and you know christopher daniels oh no wait never mind brayden walker (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like i remember like to me that's such a memorable era in wrestling it's like everything changed and it was refreshing coming out of the Monday Night Wars into something like that. I guess someone who, who grew up and lived through that whole crazy era, like it was refreshing to see that talent. You know, I remember when I when I used to see the Young Bucks and I remember when they when they when I saw them as shitty generation me, terrible gimmick or fighting the Motor City Machine Guns and just a lot of and also they also partially fusing with themselves, apparently. And I was like, what? <laughs> All kinds of you know what I mean? But uh, those those were really good times. And this era is a little bit diluted now, just because everyone's so spread out and you don't really get all of the matches that you would want. What's up, King Quest? How you doing? Yeah, King Quest has another one, Monty Brown, the alpha male. Yeah, you see? And it's like, there was just so much that happened. And I'm not taking anything away from what we're experiencing now as an era, but a lot of this era exists off of the steam of the previous era that we were in. Because at the end of the day, all AEW and NXT are are products of everything that Ring of Honor and New Japan was. You know, it's not like we're really getting anything new. All of that's always been there. Most of the the whole reason why our community stands out from most wrestling communities is because we were always like 
watching that kind of stuff and into that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like for a lot of people, what's making wrestling have a, the buzz that it has is that it's become more mainstream and the exposure these indie guys are getting now is refreshing for a lot of people. But we, we've always been watching Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and, uh, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? So for us, it's just cool now. I guess what we're experiencing is is the exposure that they're getting and and how it's being done, but the guys that they're adding to the table, no disrespect to them, but the new indie guys coming up now have yet to uh, uh I guess supersede if that's even the correct term the 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 previous ones. You know what I mean? Like we don't have like the next AJ Styles or Bullet Club or Finn Balor's or Kevin Steens or any of that shit. You know, it's more like uh. Right now, we just have guys that are just sort of warming up, and there's like 12 companies and 18 shows a week. No one's really getting the exposure that they should. And Gallows and Anderson are going to open a wrestling company. Who's going to be in it? Who's left? At this point, people are practically sharing each other because a lot of companies just let you go wherever. Because they get, it's not even because everyone's acting like it's this great thing. Like the wrestling community becomes so lovable and huggable that they just share talent. They have no fucking choice. You either work for WWE, you have a very limited roster. Outside of WWE, right? So, yeah, it's just too much. Like, I don't even I used to, I remember sometimes uh, if you guys Google talk brunch, you'll find reviews on wrestling forums from years ago where a lot of people. The reason why we were a go to show or still are a go to show is because they say we talk about everything. It's almost not even possible for us to do that anymore. We used to literally talk about everything. Remember, we used to come on here and be like, all right, time for WWE. I'm going to run on some NXT, some Ring of Honor, some of the stuff that happened on Evolve, the recent PWG. And it was just like, now it's like impossible. You know, so what do you think? We're going to come on here in a month or two and start talking about Gallows and Anderson wrestling? <laughs> We're going to talk about Booker T's wrestling. That's been around for yeah, years. Yeah, let's talk about Booker T's reality of wrestling, too. Fuck it, right? Everybody. Everyone going to stand here and make it a 12-hour show. We'll just, we'll, just do a, we'll just do a brunch-a-thon. We'll just stand here all day and just talk about wrestling. Won't why, sleep. Why, why even, why even put, write a program? Let's just turn the mics on whenever there's wrestling and just talk shit. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> You know, like everyone wants to have their own wrestling federation. It's still to me questionable. I enjoy AEW, but it's still going to have to survive the test of time and hindsight of us looking back and saying, was it a good idea for that specific group of guys that was over over as a stable to become their own wrestling company? Because let's not forget that was the original plan with the NWO. Like Bischoff eventually saw them growing and becoming big. And then one day it would be an alternative brand that rival WCW. You would have NWO pay-per-views and you have NWO uh, shows, weeklies, and then, you know, just exclusive NWO stuff, which essentially is what wound up happening with the brand split between Raw and SmackDown. But it never came to fruition with uh, the NWO. And that might be for the best. Like, looking back at what you know about the NWO now, how would that have worked? Would you have tuned in for that? Do you think you would have seen it? You could go back. I think there was... DX one time had a pay-per-view. So go, out, go on the network and watch that shit. There was a pay-per-view called WWF Degeneration X. And uh, I couldn't think of a more annoying pay-per-view. As much as I'm a DX fan, I couldn't think of a more annoying pay-per-view. Rock bottom. No, not even. Because at least rock bottom... Not even. Like, put it this way. The transition screens during the DX pay-per-view... Yes, in your house. That one, Shane. You remember those transition screens... Shane, every transition screen was their stuff. So you're getting the green lightning shit on the screen all the time. Whenever it's doing an instant replay, it's flashing green. Whoever's stuff is, whoever's like logo and names coming on the bottom when they're walking around, there's this shit's flashing. And not only that, they're winning. They were just winning <laughs> matches. They were dominating the pay-per-view. Like, well, of course it was a DX. I think there was an NWO one too. There was a WCW NWO pay-per-view and it was just them winning all the fucking matches. Oh, my God. 
You know, like it just—it doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's like you can't—you can't do that. It, it sounds like a good idea until you do it. Like, so you got to ask yourself. Uh, I digress. Stables. When you have an overstable, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good pay per view or that it's a good show. So we have the elite who we were enjoying. They had a cool YouTube show, fun, casual guys and stuff. They're the Bullet Club also. And let's not forget, that's a big reason why this worked, because they were the Bullet Club, you know. And now they're their own thing. How sustainable is that in the long term? In the long, long term? Because what has it been, a weekend, really? It's been a cup of coffee. Are we are we nearing a year? Not even a year. It's been maybe eight months, right? It's, it's coming up on a year. It will be a year in October. So they still got a ways to go. It's been barely a heartbeat. Yeah, NWO sold out, right? The matches were in black and white. You guys oh, remember God. both of those. Look at that. It just didn't work. Now imagine if those guys would have done like a company, like NWO the company or the Generation X the company. It just, just doesn't work, man. They were barely able to do WCW the company, and that's something that existed. You know? So, I don't know. The, the point being that right now the elite who are super over took a big chance. Big chance. Tony Khan and these guys, as much as we enjoyed, this is a big deal. It took a huge chance with this. I didn't want to get into it until later, but uh, because it's more con- to me, I consider it more virus news. But one of the things that's going around is that everyone expected them to take some sort of a hiatus at one point or another because they are so cautious and mindful about the things going on with the virus. But apparently the reason they can't is because if they were to miss a day, this is like the Ric Flair thing. If they were to miss a day, they're canceled. They're gone. They can't miss a week. That's where the contract is right now. They can't miss a week. It doesn't matter what logistics what nonsense happens if there were something to occur where they miss a week no matter how much you like them and how great this is done so that's the that's how fragile the wrestling business is right now and gallows and anderson are going to make a wrestling company i just like again you know i'm not being i'm not trying to be pessimistic here but yeah i mean i I just look at like gallows and anderson and the elite so yeah, Elson yeah, Anderson have barely gotten this thing started. AEW has been fucking shit up for almost a year now. Like, I mean, almost a year and it'll be a year uh, in I mean, October, at, at this man. Point, like, <laughs> and you know, it, I love it's, AEW. It's, what, I nine months like longer than fucking Gals and Anderson should have been around. Like, yeah, I so just don't think. I'm, my point being that I think it's a risk for AEW, let alone for for Gallows and Anderson to come off of WWE and say, "Yeah, we're going to start our own wrestling company." I, I just look at like AEW's been taking a risk since day one, and they keep proving everybody wrong. So. Yeah, they, they they really haven't given anybody a reason to doubt them at this point. Like, it's not every time we every time sometimes, we come on here and say like, oh, this might happen, then they knock it out of the park. So it's like it, it's not about doubting things. Sometimes it's just circumstances that lead to things that you are not expecting. I mean, we are we are on a platform. We're on a completely different platform officially from last week, and there were billions of dollars and Microsoft involved. Just never ever uh, take for granted anything because there's just when when money's involved, you never know. You always got to remember that. And, I, and again, I want AEW. I want years from now for us to still be talking about it. But the point that I'm making, I'm, it's not even really me questioning uh, how much danger they're in. It's just that right now, I think anyone that comes after them and, and is gonna is in way more danger. There's just too much wrestling right now for there to be Gallows and Anderson or Shane and Stephanie or anybody to decide to make another wrestling company and put it on TV somewhere. So I remember this coming from the guy who talked about Lucha Underground. I was saying, I'm worried. I'm really worried. Yeah. And, Lucha Underground's Lucha, nowhere now. They didn't even Lucha, Lucha Underground had way worse problems. That's a problem. Like, but it was money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that it sucked. It was that it was expensive. Yeah. That they did stupid shit like, yeah, you can't leave until this episode airs. Like, 
Well, that too, but really, that wouldn't have been a problem if, if they had money. And the reason they didn't have money is because shit was expensive. But then it's a double-edged sword because the reason why people liked it is because it was expensive. Like, yeah, people could say they could have done less. But that's what made it look unique. Otherwise, it would have just looked like another lucha wrestling show. That stuff that we joked about, like those camera angles and how seriously they would take certain things and it would look like it was really filmed with... Like, they, you could tell they had expensive lighting in there. It was like watching a movie, like every scene. Yeah, but it was like a novella of, every week. Yeah, but that was part of what, what made it what it was. For a lot of fans, that's what separated it. So you lose that, you lose the uniqueness, and then you, you run out of, out of business. But then instead, they ran out of money. So got to be careful nowadays, I think, in, when it comes to opening wrestling companies, especially these dudes. The rumor of them going back to Impact, to me, I don't even know if that would be better or worse. Oh, they're going to go back to Impact while res- running a wrestling company? I mean, we don't even know what. At this point, I doubt they actually opened some wrestling company. Like, I, it, it sounds like something where they thought about it and it's just like, oh, it might happen. I'm like, it's like they can't be that stupid. Like, you know, you got the, uh, what are we going to have an Aces and Eights reunion? Yeah, apparently they're talking. He said the Nates might be coming back. Oh my God! You see what I mean, man? Don't don't go back there, please. Poor Carl Anderson's gonna get tied up in that shit. Be better than fucking jobbing out of what's his tits over in WWE every week at this point. Is it though? Like, is it? Though? <laughs> at least they say, oh, it'd be fucking better. <laughs> and WWE in their joke of a tag team division at this point. <laughs> These people took Ace Sunday seriously. You just really don't want anybody to go into the E right now. You know what it is? It's just like they, they got me salty with some of these tag games. I'm just like, how? how like, there's certain you. stuff where I'm like, how do you fuck this up? Like, I don't blame you. I mean, dude, honestly, I, I barely paid attention today. Like, I'm caught up to everything, but I have paid attention. It just didn't feel like right. they deserved my full attention. I was putting our program together and sort of. They're, they're, they're the like, only place at this point where I feel like I'm enduring them sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, 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 literally. And of course, we, anybody who knows me long enough to this show, I'll sit there and watch Impact. I never when I do watch Impact, I don't feel like I'm enduring it. I'll be on here on Raw and I'm like, okay, how much time we got left? Shit, it's only been 15 minutes. Fuck, like <laughs> no other place. I mean, and especially like with some of the tag team stuff, where it's guys like, uh, like War Machine, a lot of these other teams I'm seeing. I'm sitting there like, how did you possibly screw this up? Like, yeah. it's like when they, it's like when they tell you you go straight and you go far right. It's like how? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish them luck in whatever the hell they're going to do. Yeah. I, I look at them just like the way I look at Tesla. Like, I think they'll be fine. We'll see. Like, this, this is the guy that used to run New Japan at one point. So, I mean, only, only time will tell what happens, though. Exactly. Okay. Well, your boy made a return this week. <laughs> is it what I'm thinking of? Uh, it has to be what you're thinking of. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore, man. So, your yeah, boy is him. back. <laughs> They got him, huh? He's been active. This week. They, they got him again. Holy shit! They got him again, dude. What is his problem? I don't know. This freaking performance center stalker guy returns. <laughs> it was the greatest episode of Cops that never aired on Spike. Oh Someone's man! Someone have to put his ass down. I hate to say that because I know people will be like, "Oh, he's, he's condoning killing." I'm condoning killing him. I'm not saying everybody. <laughs> You know, like, no, uh, in all seriousness, though, what is going on? How how the hell he has more freedom than anybody in a world where everybody's like getting killed just by breathing the wrong air and getting their asses whipped by being in the wrong place. This dude, he is a survivor. Oh, you making it. Yeah. OK, let's see what the hell's going on here. As you guys know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> there's no rehearsals. I have no idea. I just know he's back. 
The bad um, part is I haven't even seen this. I said, you know, it's going to be funny. That's right. That this recapping how he called the judge baby girl. Oh man, that was great. Oh. Uh, Faces, you mean why hadn't he gotten shot again? He was, in front of, he was in front of the performance center last week while Raw was going on. Oh and he was yelling where are the divas and sliding on the pavement. And then he's really? The pavement? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on a minute. We we have a video. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Of course we do. When do we not have a video with this guy? Yeah, lately. Technology, right? Like he always carry, he's always filming himself. He's his own director. Let me see. I don't know how much of this I'm gonna run, man. Oh. I don't even know what the hell we're looking at here. Oh, I see. So what was he? Oh, he's sliding. What? What the fuck is he? Listen, we can't watch this motherfucker slide all night. <laughs> What's up with the diva of my dreams, though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, he encourages you with all areas of entertainment. Please do not try what I do at home. You're not going to. Okay. Salam <laughs> <laughs> alaikum, shalom, Jesus, peace. 9 11. What do you think? Coming up soon. Jesus. But if you, I know you, you kind of merged many things there. Jesus, peace. I got my notepad pulled because I feel like we about to get a title out of this one. Yeah, I have my finger on the trigger in case I need to blank this shit. I'm not trying to violate any terms. Like, I don't know what he's going to do. I'm like, he's about to pull his dick or something. Like, how far does it... Like, I always watch this kind of shit when we're live streaming like a first-person shooter. Are you ready? Quick time event. This is crazy, man. Hold on. Hey, Jesus. you saw that... No, sir. Get off the All right. Well, let me say one last thing. Get off the property. All right. Dude, the property, you're on the property. All right. We got to band together for peace. All right. We're leaving. Don't shoot. Is I'm he leaving. running? Is he running if from you're going to shoot me again, oh, shoot me in the head. <laughs> I'm leaving. I plead the fifth. All right. Don't take me to jail. Oh man. Jabroni. Jabroni my You see the flashing lights? <laughs> they out here. <laughs> they sure are. Might be too late. WWE. Shut up, dude. Just walk away quietly. You have a problem. Drop the I'm leaving. Yeah, write it down. It's 9-11. 9-11 at night, I doubt it. <laughs> it's 911, that's what it is. <laughs> Yo, Shane is on fire in the chat. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we got. See, this is. I'm out, minutes. son. They took my fanny pack. They took his <laughs> <fanny>. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. They took my fanny pack. Hills get remembered. <laughs> Legends never die. The legend. Go with die. your heart, kid. You can never go wrong. This is crazy. Okay, we can't. Dude, this is too long of a show to have this kind of shit happen. Table. So you told me to stop by and see if uh, I can aim for the border of Mexico. No. To see if there's a contract underneath the table. This guy's insane, man. Clinically it's insane. A, 
It's twenty-four hour job. Dude, you notice I still see flashing blue lights. Seven behind days him. a week. I can't, that's too that's too frequent to be lightning. Thirsty. Yeah. I want to inspire with my sword. You know. <laughs> hey. I can't wish they Flip your side, dog. You were we're the cops in Florida. I'm never I'm never going there. I, I might right. have to go there visit family, but I'm I'm not gonna like it because. Like, where the fuck are the cops? Are you kidding me? Like, how is this shit? If this was New York, he'd be dead already. If this was Atlanta, he'd be tased three times by now. It must be so fun out there. You can just do whatever the fuck. You just oh leave God. me walk away from the cops. You get one star no where matter what come? you do. You get like a half star. Oh. Like Still see flashing lights behind him. Yep. That is not lightning. No, not at all. Oh, what? Maybe it is. Maybe it's God telling him to leave. Right. I shall smite the crazy man. Yes. Oh no, man! That blue light is not fucking lightning. You're being contained. Contained? For what, man? Trespass on the property. All right, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't want to fight you. I'm trying to be cool with you. Aww. Oh, man. Is he running? Oh, he running. He's fucking running from the cops. This is we got a runner. Are you shitting me right now? <laughs> this is dope. What's gonna happen? Do they catch your livers again? Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> we should. That should be the sound effect we use whenever anybody's running from now on. <laughs> oh. Are they chasing him? He's still running, so they must be. What is that, man? Look at this dude. Out. Leave me alone! Too late. is out. He taped his own resisting arrest video. <laughs> Leave me this. alone! <laughs> I want to oh, go they got, home! They chased him in the car? I don't want to go to jail! Well, why'd you go on the property? Because they took my fanny pack! Who took your fanny pack? The <laughs> rifles, man! Stop. Let you, me go home! Stop! Go ahead, bro. Stop. Just do it. Just All do right, it. Stop it. Just do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, they arrest them. Look at that. The phone's on the floor. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Take me to jail. Take me to jail for having a dream. I'm not taking you to jail for having a dream. I, I could care less. You do whatever you want out there, but you go on property. They took my fanny pack. I don't know anything about that. Hold on. Oh, See, I couldn't be a cop. I want to go to jail, laughing. man. Like, Why'd you go on the property? I didn't step on the property. You walked right up to the door, right past me. You knew take I was me. there. We'll take it, man. We'll go to jail. We'll take it. Listen, just let me go. So, Again, before we man. continue, Sugar Shane, 
has been on fire. <laughs> let me, let me, we don't usually do this, but let me take a look. Everybody in the chat, stop typing, please. Just, just for a minute so I can get through this. Because <laughs> I, I don't want them to skip me, lose my place, all right? <laughs> Shane starts out with this one. Dude looks like he will bring a used toaster to a pawn shop. <laughs> Dude, dude looks like he would stop a bus from going over a pothole. <laughs> dude looks like he would bring a pillow to a gunfight. <laughs> dude looks like he would start a dumpster fire near a Make Wish Foundation Center. <laughs> what is happening? Dude, dude looks like he would bring a bag of diapers to a retirement home. <laughs> this one's my favorite. Dude, <laughs> dude looks like he would light a fire like he would light a firecracker to a bring a light of firecrackers to an epilepsy group meet. Oh, dude looks like he'd take a cracker to a lighter and then tell the cops he's a crack dealer. <laughs> dude looks like he would get a tattoo on his face and then go to a job interview. And this was the best. I swear to God, he thought of this as he said it. Dude looks like he would bring a fanny pack to a barbecue. And then finally, dude looks like he asked for pineapple on his pizza. Oh, I am done you with be careful, man. You know, I did that the first time I did that out of curiosity because I heard about it. It was the biggest mistake of my life. It's not because of anything that's pineapple pizza or whatever. People have their preference. Not really my thing. I could tolerate it, but I'm not big on it. But I asked for it in New York. And you don't do that shit in New York because in New York, yeah. they have old school, old fashioned pizza. Motherfucker look at you like you just asked a barbecue a baby, right? I told the story on here before, but we ordered pineapple on pizza, and it looked like, I guess they don't get that very often. It looked like the equivocal, like of if there was a cereal box full of pineapple, and they just emptied it onto the pie. <laughs> I remember that story. Like, we just opened the box, and there's already pineapple chunks just flopping all over the place. There was so much pineapple that it was more like the pizza was just like a catalyst to scoop pineapple into your mouth. Like, you would to take a bite, and it would just, it, it would just, you would just hear pineapple, like, falling all into the box. It would sound like when it's raining outside. That's how much fucking pineapple there was on this thing. Like, oh. They just didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were doing. I remember being, oh, this is terrible. You know, I'm just saying, like, half that video, I was laughing more when I was seeing Shane. Oh my god. So our friend, our friend is now fucked over by the cops, huh? And he'll be out tomorrow, be back at the patrol center. (laughs) Yeah, he comes back often, right? (laughs) That is resilience right there. (laughs) Think of all the years that this has been like a thing, right? Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Peace of your man from president. Holy shit, it'd be the funniest address, the state of your addresses ever. Who said that? No, that was me, huh? Oh, that was you, PC man for president. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, it would be the when I tell you, I would, I would watch the stay of the address every time. Yeah, he's better than Tiger King, right? Oh, it's a tie. I don't know. That, yes, this I, is the same guy. That wasn't, he's been on here, like, we've had like eight or nine things, but yeah, at that last week or a couple of weeks ago, he's the same guy who was, uh, fucking with Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans was like, You want a hug? You got five seconds. Like, and then the week before that, he was on here getting arrested again. That's the second time we had to play the B Continue music. I already had it prepared for the. <laughs> like, as soon, as soon as I saw the cops, it was like, Oh boy, again, we're going to be to be continued. I knew it was getting real the second I saw the blue lights on the back of his neck. As soon as I saw that blue, I was like, That's not lightning, is it? I was like, I better get to the B, to be continued button. Oh, <laughs> that, you know what? I just got an idea. Kind of like how we have the Hulkster flow. We have to set that up and have that ready every time we talk about it. Oh, yeah. From now on, we're going to. Like, that, that, like that's his button. Congratulations, guy. You got a button now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
Why do you think he keeps getting out of there? I don't know. Like, maybe cops in Florida are just like they see so much crazy shit at this point. It's like this is nothing. Like, but then that scares me more because like if this is nothing, like what? <laughs> what else is there? Yeah. So uh, he's definitely in trouble. I mean, I don't really have to follow up the story with too much effort. You guys kind of saw what happened. He got arrested there for trespassing. He violated protective order and uh, and ran from the police and ran from the cops and uh there's been no hearing set according to the sheets here there's been no hearing date set or anything uh they said uh wwe filed an emergency motion since he's been arrested three times and uh he's facing four different charges battery on law enforcement resisting arrests trespassing on the property two separate counts and uh Basically, that's the WWE saying in court that this is going to keep happening and it's causing them to keep paying for additional security. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I have no idea what's happening, but, they, but they're seeking a permanent injunction to keep him off of their property. At this point, you need like bear traps and shit. Like, freaking landmines. Like. I don't even know what the hell will happen here. <laughs> He's in jail on $500 bond. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> Yeah, they said he didn't sign his paperwork because he was unable to sign. The reason noted as to why he was unable to sign his paperwork was psych. I guess meaning he's... What? I guess, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Psycho? What? He's a psycho? It makes no sense to me. I hope that's it, like... <laughs> psych? <laughs> yeah, not psych like psych, but psych like psych psychiatric. Oh, okay, so he's, oh, he's too crazy to sign, okay. I guess they just put in parentheses psych... They don't have I, mean, I, I, I fully expected you to read out he left his pen in his fanny pack. <laughs> that's how little faith I have in this story at this point. Like I was ex- literally expecting to hear those words. And that's what threw me off more. I didn't hear psych. And I was like, huh? <laughs> this is the reason why I always tell people, which I'm going to get into more later on. It's not that I have a bias towards or against one specific group of people or community, but you have to judge people on an individual basis. And if that doesn't prove that cops are different, I don't know what will. Because we have cops on one side who will kill people at the drop of a hat. And then we have cops on the other side over here in Florida where they're like, hey, what did we tell you? <laughs> Come on, silly. You stop Get on it. over here, buddy. You're under arrest. You got don't it. You, don't you make me count? One. You know, it's everything. Every circumstance <laughs> is different. So it's never like, oh, you're taking a bias. You're not believing victims of this. or You're not believing victims of racism or assaults. It's like, no, it's more like I kind of prefer. I'm just saying that in general, we need to handle things on a on a more case by case basis. Doesn't that make more sense? You know, like just way more sense. because look at that. Like if all cops were violent and, and then people were going to, of course, go well, it was because he was a white man. If that was a black guy that was doing it, I don't know about that. Crazy is crazy. How about, right? I've seen cops are different. You know, cops are all different. You can't really put them under one label here. That being said, these are the lazy cops, which you got to ask yourself almost what's worse. <laughs> you know, right? I guess if you don't want anyone dead, you 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 you, uh, you pick the lazy cops. <laughs> This would have been a perfect anymore. situation for one of them cops where if you so much as blink wrong. Like that would have been this I mean, I hate to say it. I don't want to wish anything on anyone, but if there was ever a top to have those mean cops that you hear about. Yeah. It's like This would have been the guy. Like, what, what people need to do is uh when you have cops that are overly aggressive, you need to put them in neighborhoods that are overly aggressive. Be like, oh, we have the perfect place <laughs> for you. Out. <laughs> you know, we have the perfect oh, you like fighting? It's like, well, we have a place where there's a lots of fights. This name King Quest. Lots of fighting. 
King Quest said those cops work for, for Disney. Disney. I am done. <laughs> but that's I think I we should try it. I don't know why we don't. Just put rough cops in rough neighborhoods. Let that shit balance <laughs> itself out. <laughs> See what gonna happen. You know? You know what it is? Crime's literally been down a lot to the point we don't have the rough neighborhood we used to have in the 80s where you could put a cop out there like we don't have the kind of cops where uh you would see like in the uh lethal weapon series where you could put like a sign on yourself that's offensively racially offensive and get offed you could but it just wouldn't be as fast we gotta, tell you what you gotta do i tell you what you gotta do we gotta get a neighborhood like that movie shot us if you've never seen that it's basically like the jamaican scar phrase it was rough because <laughs> the cops in that neighborhood see how that turns out yeah i think it's different on a case-by-case basis you know Side note, recommend that movie for anybody who hasn't seen it. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's move on to another story. You can pick you can pick as many as you want. I have no preference, but if not, I'll pick something. Uh those were those are the two that stuck out to me that I wound up seeing this week are the two impact stories. Yeah, again, I'm trying to we're gonna get into the heavy shit. I know a lot of things have happened in releases and there's been the COVID thing got really serious, but we're gonna get into that later where it's like uh there are certain things I wanna just talk about regular shit, which we hardly ever get to do yeah. on the show anymore. All right. That being said, Maria Canellis was Maria. on social media how that angle was supposed to end that she had in WWE. And uh, she basically said, my husband, he was supposed to turn face and do a story about recovery from addiction and motivation. But that's just too good, too real, too honest. And of course, I was supposed to remain the bad guy until I came back from maternity leave, babyface mama. I can't believe, first of all, I know some people say, ah, you know, they would never have done that. She's lying. I believe her. I just can't believe she believed them. Like, you really thought that that angle they were giving you was going to turn into a redemption story for Mike Kanellis where he becomes a hero and you stay a heel and then you go and have a baby and now that you come back with the baby, you're all baby face and the whole, like, like they, they could, they had to be bullshitting her when they told her. Or she pitched that storyline to them and they went, Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> like when you tell somebody you're gonna do no, some shit, but no you really matter not whose idea it was, WWE decided we're lying to you. There's no way in hell that they would have done an angle like that. Do you see the way that angle was starting and the way she was like I guess that's what she thought, that she was gonna start by by bossing him around and demeaning him, and then he was gonna eventually have more addiction issues, and then he was gonna somehow break through and tell her to go to hell and then come back babyface. Like, how would you even pull that off like that? What are you talking about, girl? Shut that crazy down. Don't you pass crazy philosophy or shit on that, baby. Never trust WWE with long-term booking because they don't do it. So if they tell you something was going to happen in the long term, it might not. Ask Sasha. That's why she left the first time, right? They promised her some long-term booking, and when it didn't come close, she just left. CM Punk would promise long-term booking. How many people were promised long-term booking that didn't get it? Somewhere right there. Somewhere. somewhere. I I guarantee. I guarantee you. Leon Ruff got promised long-term booking. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Leon Ruff. See, what, see, what we're going to do, Leon, is we will let everybody and their third grandmother twice removed whoop your ass. But by the end of it, NXT champion. And he's sitting there right now like, I asked for number 76. Let's get this shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was his, that, that they probably told him, so you're going to be a jobber. <laughs> and he was like, Killer Cross going to dump you on your head one good time, and then the redemption is going to begin. Yeah, I I got disappointed. There was this this recent, the, the the most recent. I know we're jumping ahead, but the most recent NXT, uh, I watched it earlier today, and I was expecting Leon Ruff when 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 uh when Killer Cross came out, right? Like, like I, was, I didn't oh, see him, and I was like, I was like, no Leon Ruff. 
But then again, they did. Then again, Bronson Reed did challenge him the week before. So, but I, like, I didn't see him anywhere, and I was like, really? Like, I was like, Leon, Leon ain't getting the ass whooping this week. Or? No ass whooping for Leon Ruff. Jesus Christ. I know, right? What is the world coming to? The poor guy got to make a living somehow. You know, the funny thing is, we didn't get to see uh, Leon Ruff, but I got to see something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. What's that? Kylo Riley with a full beard. Yeah, that NXT, man. I, uh, NXT just didn't work. I mean, I mean, shit, what's this already talking about? Let's, let's knock it out of the box. But uh, it was more of Robbie E getting shitted on more. And yeah. it's funny because Rhea, he's begging Rhea to to, to be to manage her, and she winds up throwing him into the trash. And it doesn't make any sense because, first of all, she's like an overnight has-been. I hate to say because I know people like Rhea Ripley, but she's an overnight has-been, literally. Like, she lost everything, like, in the in the flash of nine. And then this guy's chasing her down. It just doesn't fit into the continuity. Why would you chase somebody down who's on, like, basically, like, a bad run right now? He, and I, he, and, he, it's literally, he's looking like, oh, she was an NXT champion. Yeah, and I love the Leah after he, she dumps him in the in the trash, saying saying that just because your career has gone into the trash doesn't mean you throw my manager there. And then she winds up, of course, getting hit, you know, but uh, or or hitting rather hitting Rhea Ripley. But just you know, it's just kind of like yeah, like why are you chasing her down? She hasn't like no kind of prestige right now. Like so much in fact that she's in this shitty angle, you know. Uh, the other girl, what's her name? The big one, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, you know what, man? I want to see a push now. She finally won me over. It took a while. I've been watching her carefully. I like this. This is becoming fun. Look at the way she handles people. Yeah. She, like, you see how nasty she handles people? Like, I, like we can literally get rid of Dakota Kai and just keep her. I'll be happy. The Dakota Kai part is a failure. Yeah, like, she, she, she bores me. Like she, Yeah, Dakota Kai, I mean, they tried the heel turn. That didn't work. You know, they're trying, they're trying whatever the she, hell they she doesn't. She doesn't work as a heel. Like she, nah, she really doesn't work as a heel. When, when she was a face, I mean... But it was, she was cool watching her because she always had a really good energy. She was always happy, always excited to see her. Now she's a heel, and it's just like, what do you do? Like, yeah, they turned her into a cowardly heel. Yeah, you know, and that really sucks. Like, but like, the it, other- it, it, it's literally the Mizdow thing all over again. Except the only difference is Miz was good in that heel. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, when and I think Sandler retired, right? Yeah, I believe he retired some time ago. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. But yeah, she did this crazy spot. I want to see if I could find it. Did you see that spot she did? Oh God, which one? The uh, the the power bomb spot. Oh yeah, <laughs> holy yeah. You know what? I think it, yeah, she, uh, yeah. Uh, damn it, I think she won me over too. Man. Let me see if I could find it here. There's so much of this Robbie E bullshit all over the uh, the thing. I don't want to bring it up on screen unless we have the. the screen Keith screen. Lee, the other- no. Was well, not Keith Lee. Not Keith Lee. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, she's she's doing she's doing good. She's I was a little hesitant after she threw Tegan through that table and the table didn't so much as bend. But she's she she's gotten better. Either she's gotten better or Dakota Kai is the greatest enhancement friend I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Dakota Kai, like I said, I don't know what it was that they were trying to do with her. And I don't know how the hell they thought that it was going to work, but it just didn't. You know, yeah, and, like it and was, it's funny, you're talking night all about Naya. Um, but really if they want to go with a big girl, go with this big girl. Okay, hold yeah. on a minute. Let me see something here. Did I just find the the, the sequence? I might because like she she looks more like jacked big than just big big. Like, look at this. Look at how crazy this is. 
This is oh, more dominant God. than anything we've seen Naya do. I love this sequence here. Their best to work together. Oh, but oh, Gonzalez no. catching Cotanzaro, oh, leveling Carter, and what like, a that's pop. crazy! <laughs> like, let yeah. her do that. Fuck the whole. You know what I mean? The, fuck the rest of the thing. You know, like let her do shit like that. Like she kicked her while still having the girl in the one-handed power bomb. She can lift, right? bro. That's right. That girl needs to get a push. Not being this Dakota Kai sidekick China role that they have her in. That girl needs a fucking push because if we're gonna go with a big girl that's gonna be dominant already, just in the little bit of time she's been here, she looks better than somebody like Nia. It's a different kind of big and it's a different kind of dominant, but that's way more convincing. You know, so. like, like at this point, just have Dakota shine her shoes. That's about that's about as interesting as I want to see her role at this point. Like, and the thing that is, the fact that she powerbombed her with one, she let go of her with one arm. She, when she had her up there. And didn't and, even and, so and, much and as then, buckle. And, and then it kicked, and then kicked someone. You think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she had her And, like, up she there. got that boot up there. And like, then, that was like a test almost boot. Like, she. Yeah, and then she kicked, what's her name? What's the chick's name? The Dread Girl? Um. God damn it. <laughs> I forgot right. her name too. Caden Carter. Caden Carter. So that's the thing. She has a she has um Casey Cantanzaro up 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 there, and she kicks her before she power bombs the other girl. For anyone listening on iTunes that didn't get the visual, which again, go to twitch.tv slash talkbrunch and you should be able to see the visuals right there. We keep them on on Twitch. We don't keep them anywhere else. You might be lucky. We we run them live on YouTube and we sometimes might keep them, but more often than not, no. Just go to twitch.tv and look in our uh, and our previous ones, if you're listening on iTunes or on uh, iHeartRadio or anything, and you want to see the videos. But yeah, yeah I really but I like mean, that. And that was like one of those like solid big boots. Yeah, very good. Like line. Caden flew off camera. She hit her so hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, back to the Roderick. The more nonsense with Roderick getting scared shitless. Like they do the doctor thing and Kylo Ryan's like, hey, it was me all along. You didn't know that it was me, but it was me. I was doing the acting role. And then we're going to we're gonna get you your phobia of being stuck in the trunk out. And um, he eventually, like, he winds up getting counted out, right? He gets scared when, he, when he's facing yeah. freaking Dexter Loomis. <laughs> yeah. Why? I, uh, I, so that next match, though. But I'm not talking about all the matches on it. Was is there anything else you wanted uh, to talk about in NXT? Um, the three way was so much fun. The three way did um basically it was keith lee johnny gargano and finn balor north america championship on the line the winner would go on on I believe july 8th and it's winner take all versus adam cole and pretty much as we expected i mean keith lee going over with the big bang catastrophe it yeah. was wild i did like that one spot where uh keith lee he did it to i believe finn balor where he rolls from behind him dude that might be my favorite <laughs> keith lee spot <laughs> Like that's a that's a good camera angle. I got to give work to the cameraman for that too because that's a good camera angle. The way he rises behind people sometimes, and it's like he's just there, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> I thought that was well done. Yeah, they, I mean everything they did was absolutely wild. This match, these three work so well together. And I did notice, uh, Maro calling it. I guess they finally have named Gargano's uh slingshot G D E T is called the Final Beat. Yes, which I liked. I like that name. Finally, giving it a good name too. Right. Yeah, but yeah, they they kicked the shit out of each other. But after they had basically with uh, that win, uh, we get Keith Lee and Adam Cole on July eighth, and it's winner take all. So NXT's set to have its first ever dual champion. 
Yes. And then there was an announcement that was dropped via social media that is also going to have to do with that, with, with the matches, with the upcoming card. I'm going to let you guys hear this. Io Shirai, you thought it would be a good idea to ruin our return, to ruin our NXT return. The, the, the return that the NXT universe has waited literally years for yes. and ruined our victory and ruined the Bailey celebration week. Are you freaking kidding me, Io Shirai? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are coming out and saying that this is your NXT? Well, Io, ding a dong. <laughs> Hello? There would be no NXT without Bailey and I. So what do you say at the Great American Bash this Wednesday? Me and you, one on one. Because rent's due, boo boo. And it's time to collect. Ooh, I would love to be there. I would love to be in your corner. Good job, idiot. <laughs> two of them, man. Jesus Christ, those two are nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I doubted it at first, but damn it, they proved me wrong, and I'm glad they did. Yeah, you see, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for them to break into those roles, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I said, Bailey's had the greatest run she has had overall since she's been here in general. Like, my God, girl was smacked out champion for over a year. Now she's tag champion. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... And still got that kick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in other news, for anyone who hasn't been getting their Becky Lynch fix, you are going to be able to because you're going to be appearing on... Uh, a CBS show called Game On. You probably never heard of it because it's on CBS. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be real. Come on. Yeah. Or call it what it is. That's that channel. show on CBS. That's word of mouth. Oof. Yeah. So thank me, CBS. <laughs> no, <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. Uh, there's a clip here. Clip here. Let's see what the hell it is. The camera's on. Let's do some television. On the next Game On. It is Joel. Would be easier to take down in a wrestling match. I think we could probably take them both down at the same time. Oh, oh he's gonna die. Bobby, you survive? I can't see. <laughs> Game on. New episodes Wednesday on CBS. Never even heard of it. Nope. Didn't know it existed. Well, well I mean, hey, that's more Becky. Lynch. I might, I, I might just watch it for once. Uh. I did see also, did you hear um, that Seth Rollins did an interview and they actually asked how Becky's been doing since she's been gone? Oh, yeah? Yeah, basically, uh, to summarize it, he said she she hates the fact that she really just can't get around and do stuff like she's been doing because she loves to go just a million miles an hour. But pretty much she's doing okay. She's hanging in there. She's actually, did you see how she changed her hair color? It's like slightly blonder now, but... Really? Um, yeah, it's but apparently she's doing good. It's just going from basically running the place to now she's just home. <laughs> like, it's been driving her nuts, apparently, but she is doing well. Though. Yeah, well, hmm. it makes me wonder what, what their plans are going to be, though. You know, like they wanted Rhonda to leave to have some time to have a kid. She almost had like a kid's worth of time and hasn't even started yet. <laughs> Yeah, now she's game streaming. <laughs> yeah, I saw her playing Pokemon the other day. Was like, yeah, she's been, she's been playing Pokemon, Mortal Kombat 11. Like, like come on, girl. <laughs> Get your ass yeah. in there. Yeah. I want to see Stephanie get shit whipped again. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she's done? 
Ronda, uh, it's hard to say. Like, I've never seen her just be this okay with just regular life before. But I feel like it's because nothing's happened yet that's kind of given her the itch to want to jump back in. Like, I just feel like the right thing happens and she's right back in there. But then again, I mean, she basically ran the MMA world for years. So I don't know if she's ever had this kind of time where she can just hang out and be a regular person. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, when it comes to Becky, it it really all depends. It's bad timing. I know people be like, how dare you say that about? But it's like, it's shitty timing. You know, what what do you want me to do? Want me to say it's not shitty timing? If it's shitty timing, it's shitty timing. (laughs) Yeah, like they like not just for her because she was like at her peak and she was like the most over person, but for for them too. It's like, man, if you ever needed somebody, it would be during the end of the world. I mean, they should be they're they're lucky they had Oscar here. <laughs> yeah, they were ready for Oscar, right? Yeah, <laughs> Oscar was ready just in case. Like, I can just see them sitting in the board moon around, like just so you know, Oscar. If, if she if he doesn't pull out, we need you. <laughs> Nobody's pulling out. <laughs> Nobody pulled out for Oscar Dokin. <laughs> you know what's funny? I love how WWE, and that's one of the things that uh I believe this is Oscar's choice though. Oscar doesn't like that emphasis put on her the way that the other women do, because Oscar's a mother too. For anyone that yeah. doesn't realize that. It's not like she's not a mom. She has a kid she takes care of. She has her own family. You know, it's just Oscar doesn't like that aspect of her brought into the WWE universe. Very similar to Undertaker style stuff. But where you have all these other women, uh here going, you know, like Maria Canellis and now Becky Lynch and others, you know, uh, I'm a mother and as well as being a mother, I'm this and that. I got to also give respect and in, in contrast to that to Oscar, who manages to be over and uh, just do it without having any of that outside credit stuff. Like, it's cool that people can incorporate that into their characters. Lacey Evans has done it. I'm not discrediting any of their accomplishments, but, uh, you know, a lot of people do it, which there's nothing wrong with. They add elements of their actual life to help get themselves over. Perfectly fine. Not a judgment call. But I like also the creativity of not doing that that Oscar's doing, where you've never heard her talk about that she's a mother or her kid. Yeah. You some the first time I'm hearing of it. Oh yeah, she's a mother. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's she she keeps a personal life separate, I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Even though it seems like with the character you see more of her real personality, so because I mean, it's a known fact. You listen to anybody who's ever talked about Oscar in an interview, that's literally she's the most fun person to be around. She's yes. a walking cartoon 24-7, apparently. <laughs> yeah, she she is. I mean, her YouTube channel is really entertaining. Oh, really my God. I love her YouTube channel. Did you see the one where she she, she did, like, operation like, a switch controller? <laughs> she did that shit like a real operation. She had mask, gloves, and everything. And it was, was worse like, afterwards, right? They were like, it's worse afterwards. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I think I believe it's Kanachan TV. If you've never seen this girl's YouTube channel, treat yourself like treat it's yourself to so funny. Chan. Like it kind of Chan, like she oh my god. Like it's just funny seeing her just be natural. Like she does stuff like workout, she'll cook, she'll do random stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any other story we're gonna do here before we get into anything serious? <sighs> I, I I think we might have got through the poke of them. Uh, I'm so sad now. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to let you decide the chat room since you're all in here active. Once again, if you are new here, we have moved over. We've migrated ourselves from Mixer, bringing as much of our community as we can. We're now officially, uh, I guess, making Twitch our home base. That doesn't mean we won't simulcast or put content anywhere else, but 
The way makes it for a while was our home base. This will be our new home base. Thank you to the chat room. There are lots of you guys in there right now. I just looked. Uh, I'll try to take down your names to shout you out. If you're new, hit the follow button if you haven't already. Do this on a weekly basis. Have for almost six years now. Uh, just gets better and better, really. Yeah. And also thank you Hundreds for welcoming uh, thank you for welcoming all of our other uh mixer partners, brothers and sisters and friends that have had a crazy transition coming over and gone through hell, people literally crying uh over the airwaves, over the loss of their uh of their resources in their community. Not everyone and it's not no offense to them, but not everyone was uh doing things the way that we were. We were sort of uh we've always kind of kept all our platforms somewhat filled with content. A lot of people yeah. kind of were happy there. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Twitch opened the door and literally said, like, we got you. Like, you guys are going to be okay. So, yeah. And thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. We much appreciate it. All right, Chatroom, yeah. you're going to get to choose now. Are we going to talk about these are two serious topics here? Are we going to talk about the current state of the pandemic? Are we going to talk about speaking out, allegations and speaking out, letting people decide here? We don't have like a poll to run or anything. So, you're just going to have to type in the chat room what you'd like to hear about. We're going to hear about both, but which one are we going with first? Try to make it a little interactive here. People are scared to vote, right? I want to mm. that, you don't be that one guy who said you want to hear about one or the other, right? Like, all right, how sad are we going to be? Are we going to be allegation sad or are we going to be virus sad? I mean, I'm ready for either or, you know? Yeah. It's a shame sad because that was most of my, uh, oh, this guy wants to talk quest goals with the CV. The CV19. And no, that is not a new character in Star Wars. No. No, they're, not, they're not that creative in Star Wars. <laughs> they're not, but I am. You know, yeah, it looks like a damn out of everybody and one person voting on that. I mean, it's perfectly fine if no one wants to uh, control the, yeah. the flow of the uh, stuff here. I kind of feel like the CV stuff is a better choice anyway, just because we ended last week talking about the other things. We are we are going to have to talk about it, though. That being yeah. said, and I'm going to bring you the information as accurately as I can in regards to what we know and who we know. So it all starts last week after we get off the air with uh, Tony Khan releasing a statement, basically saying that John Moxley was in contact with someone who had COVID-19 since the last tapings. So their world champion had been exposed, unfortunately. So, uh, he said, and this is the quoted statement, recently John Moxley had contact with someone who had, co- who had contact with someone who has COVID-19. Uh, Mox did the right thing and warned us. Doc asked him to stay home and get tested to protect us here at our test site. Cage will be in action on Dynamite ahead of their title fight. So they had to cancel the John Moxley feud, essentially, because of the fact that this happened. So, as the week progressed, we found out through social media that a lot of our suspicions were confirmed in it being the most obvious person that he could have contracted it from because Renee Young went onto social media and she basically said, uh, man, what a few days. My show gets canceled and I get COVID. Wear your mask and wash your hands. Stay safe, everyone. So, uh, for anyone that doesn't know the show she's referencing is, uh, which one is it? Is it? Uh, I forget. WWE the Backstage. Backstage. Essentially winds up getting canceled. Wasn't doing that great. They had no use for it. So, uh, apparently, Moxley had a test taken, and his test was negative, but that's what he informed the AEW. 
because again, we still don't know exactly how this thing works. There's sometimes an incubation period. You can come up positive later. They tell you that's what reason they tell people to uh, quarantine for 14 days. So unfortunately, uh, that's exactly what they needed to do. Um, before we go any further, because there's a bit to go, what are your thoughts in regards to the Moxley Renee situation? Yeah, I mean, it's it it's definitely it, it sucks that Renee got it because I mean. That girl, that is the. <laughs> when I heard that she got it, of all people, it sucked because it was just like as, as as much as she's been dealing with when it comes to what's like when backstage has basically been struggling since its existence, trying to keep that going. And then of course, I know one thing I always hear about every now and then is like sometimes she gets a lot of shit online for the fact that that Moxley is in AEW, not in WWE, and now to hear Moxley being potentially exposed to everything it, it's so crazy but i mean mox could have been that kind of person to be like well firefest is right around the corner uh let me not say anything like no tip uh, the whole company into a consideration and was like let me let everybody know what's happening at the end of the day your health does come first so it's just it, it's a rough situation yeah the saddest part of it all is that uh the company that was being really careful potentially got infected by the company that doesn't give a shit yeah and it's funny because cm punk after renee tweeted he tweeted oh how could this have happened and he put a little hugging animated gif with a hazmat suit on and uh come on i love the oh how could this have possibly happened i just don't get it and uh just for the record because yeah renee's talking to you guys post uh post eye of the storm if you will but from what we were hearing, uh, according to Melser, he says she was really sick. So don't think yeah, that she, she was, was one of those rough. people. She wasn't the one that cleared her. She was really sick, which is what made her get tested. And she's doing better now. But she was sick. Yeah, I haven't heard she's feeling better. I did see on social media, she pretty much thanked everybody on Twitter for her, the what get well messages and basically checking in on her. Yeah, very nice of her. Yeah, she did. She said, uh, big time thanks to everyone that reached out. And uh, Tony Khan, in the meantime, he uh, basically said that John Moxley can get slammed on a car, crawl through. Well, first he said, uh, yeah, he said John Moxley can get slammed through a car, crawl through tax and fall through the stage. But it's every bit as cool that he came forward and told us he's had secondhand exposure to COVID. We test everyone here at AEW Dynamite, but John protected everyone on site like the great champ he is. So um, looked out for the boys. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, while Renee's thanking everyone, everybody's giving shout outs. It was basically, according to Wrestling Observer, they were saying that Vince, Kevin Dunn, Triple H, Mark Carano, uh, pretty much all of the office in WWE, nobody has contacted Renee. Like when Renee announced publicly that she had, uh, that she had contracted it. As of this, as of this show, no one has actually called to say, Hey, how are you doing from the office or to just see where she is or, Anything about information in regards to her. The speculation going around is that it's because they're very salty that she came forward. Uh, we're going to get more into the coming forward and the consequences to that in this story. But apparently this was very early. And uh, it was on the 25th that she was tired and her chest felt heavy, which were the issues that she had. So uh, I guess they didn't like that she came forward with that. So nobody bothered to check to see how she was doing. And uh, in the meantime... Uh, Moxley's going to be taking multiple tests regularly just to make sure that he stays clean. And I believe he's still going to do quarantine. So his match is going to be off for a while. 
And, yeah, uh, they had to postpone uh, him and Cage for a little bit. You know, and there was some concern. There were rumor going around that Renee was pregnant or whatever because she said that she had a big announcement. She said she has a big fat announcement for everyone uh, this upcoming Wednesday. But uh, it had nothing to do with that, you know, because somebody basically said that the announcement will be that she covered from she recovered from the pandemic she's pregnant or she's going back to canada but they, she said that none of it was none of those options were the correct one so whatever it is she has an announcement coming up she can start her own wrestling company too yeah she took <laughs> off anyone from canada wants to send me some ah caramels i don't know what they are i guess it's a canadian thing joe lewis or or swiss chalet i'd be forever in your debt and then uh the Singh brothers replied they said we got you and then she said, please, I think the the horseradish would kick me out. Which I don't know what the fuck any of that means. See, I don't speak Canadian. I only visited there in a bit. <laughs> Tune into the Sunday streams if you want to get that joke. Oh, God. <laughs> somehow I knew you were going to do it, too. I was like, he's going to work 8-bit in there somehow. Yeah, It's going to be 8-bit or dire animals, one or the other. I didn't even know what I was going to do. <sighs> when do we ever? But that that was a uh, that was dangerous, man. The situation is fucking dangerous, and they didn't take it seriously, and that sort of pisses me off because yeah, of course they didn't take it fucking seriously. When did they ever take shit seriously? We were talking about it for a while, and that's one of the things that makes it most aggravating. The fact that we spoke about this for a good long time and about the concerns that this would have that would happen, you know. So, uh, meanwhile, over in the WWE camp, while this was happening. They changed their entire taping schedule. Keep in mind, at this point, we don't know who tested positive. It was just, uh, there were just reports coming out that there were positive tests. We knew about Renee as this was happening. But the talent and the crew were told Tuesday that they were going to have to arrive early in the week to have testing before the tapings happen. And uh, then reports started coming out that WWE had about two dozen people that tests came back positive for COVID. I've heard two dozen. I've heard 30. I've heard over that. Like... Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, that's a lot of people. One is a lot with the way we know that this thing spreads. <laughs> uh, F F four W online reported that it was multiple people, which included in in ring talent. Yeah, and that some people, now, were, some people were noticing some names that we hadn't seen, and that now WWE said that they would be doing COVID nineteen testing at every taping. But it's but it's funny because this whole time, this whole time, they had not been doing testing. They were taking people's temperatures. And I mean when I when I say they were taking people's temperatures, uh they were literally having uh just somebody stand at the door and touch your forehead. No, I'm kidding. They it wasn't that it, it's a little I know exactly what they were probably doing because I see some people do it. It's like this little digital one. Like you just hold up your forehead and you press the button and then boop. That's something like a whole small time like old retail restaurant or something to do not this multi-million dollar what the fuck dude we could get those shits on amazon right now me and you could do it from our from our homes and, and test each other we i could go to the dollar store right we, now and get one of you should make like say the talk brunch has 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 regular testing <laughs> you know like that was the testing Which they one? were doing the fucking thermometer i go I, I go to the grocery store right now give me 20 minutes i'll be back bro you kidding me like wow that is messed up <laughs> So now they're going to do COVID testing. Good idea. Really good idea. I think that I, who came up with that? They should get a promotion. Oh my God. They should be head writer. Yeah. Right. Head writer, head booker. Fuck it. No. Mm-hmm. So thing, you know, uh, they got to come up with this revolutionary, new, revolutionary new match where you have to pin the guy to win. Like, so this past Monday, 
is when they started emailing all of the talent and staff and telling them there's been a new COVID-19 positive result and telling, advising them to get tested. No, you shouldn't advise them. You should provide the damn test. Now go handle it yourself. You, anyone who, you know, you're a big company. Provide the fucking tests. You should go get tested. No, you should go test us. I mean, you like, motherfucker, we are testing you. Like, sir. I heard someone say that WWE, I, I, there was a tweet, I forget who put out, but they said WWE is upset with that Renee Young released her, her, uh, virus status and then it also said imagine how upset renee is that she got her virus status because of wwe yeah you know so yeah we're hearing a couple dozen was another number that came out of people that, that were testing and uh they basically advised them that they go get tested so as a result according to pw insider they're going to uh they're no longer going to be doing that friends and family shit that they've been doing which you have friends and family in the crowd which is what they did at the last couple of tapings. You know, the friends and family where they basically told people don't wear masks because they don't want nobody wants to see masks on TV. Well, that friends and family's done. Oh, I know. Tragic. Very, very tragic. And uh, apparently the reason why they were able to get away. Well, first of all, let's talk about their statement because I love their statements. Those little vanilla. Oh, their statements. Those, those little they copy and paste this one too? Dry toast statements. WWE will continue COVID-19 testing of its talent, production crew, and employees in advance of TV productions for the foreseeable future. Oh, you mean like everybody else on the entire planet was doing? Good idea. I you, Glad you guys finally made it. I love how you said that like an automated voice in a mall kiosk. That's how I should always do that fucking statement. <laughs> I should just be a thing. <laughs> You know, because it's ridiculous. Like, they're like, oh, good for you. Like, well, good job, guys. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So from what we're hearing, as you guys know, they didn't want anyone wearing masks because it doesn't look good for their precious television. And, and Lord knows when it comes to Raw, everything has to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, Meltzer said that WWE told him that the rule where everyone who leaves their house, unless they're exercising, has to wear a mask. Um, it doesn't apply to them because they operate in a private facility. Is that how it works? <laughs> I know. That's how that would, wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, technically, every facility is private. <sighs> like, is that like now we're now we're nitpicking over here? Well, oh, you know, technically, we're private. You don't need to wear a mask in private. So I kind of think that whenever you're in a crisis in life, whether it be a pandemic, the end of the world or whatever, people need to stop thinking about what they're allowed to do and start thinking about what they should do. Like, why are you trying to find loopholes? Because we got to win this war against AEW, guys. Technically, if I wear this bulletproof vest inside out, I might still get shot. So then don't fucking do it. Wear it the normal way. Stop looking for loopholes to endanger you. These things were put in here to make you safer. Poor mean in the meanwhile, AEW, they're changing their matches. QT Marshall tested positive. So that automatically puts a lot of other people in danger, like like Dustin Rhodes, who's in his fifties, yeah. by the way. Like Brandy. Anyone who's in the natural nightmares, which by the way, I don't like that tag team. I don't know if we'll have a chance to talk about AEW, so I have to get that in somewhere. Not good. The only thing good about it is Dustin. That puts Allie in danger, too. Yeah, it also puts Allie in danger, you know? She put that angle in danger, and now they, now she's in danger. <laughs> but yeah, so now, basically, QT Marshall was exposed. Tony Khan said since last week's show, in his everyday life, QT had a brief contact with a non-wrestling acquaintance who since has tested positive for COVID-19. Rather than risk bringing QT to our test site, our doc asked him to stay home and take a COVID test back in in Georgia to protect the rest of us here. And he said, FTR will not face FCU. No one is complaining about having that match. And uh, 
yeah, that was it. So get well, cutie. And uh, actually, I stand correctly. He didn't test positive, but since he was exposed, they kept him home as a safety measure. Yeah. Gotcha. They don't so want he to just took it. the tests. Okay. Adam Pierce, on the other hand, tested positive, and he was a producer in WWE. <laughs> the producers. Oh my god. He was a producer in the E. So. Man, this company makes my head hurt. Not that Wait. everyone's getting better. They're getting sick because they weren't taking the precautions that we were. Like, I hate to say it, but Florida, all the stuff we've been reporting on here uh, about Florida and how we were worried, like, it all, it's all boomeranging back now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's not good. So, uh, and then there was another person who came public afterwards, another female. This person being Kayla Braxton. Kayla Braxton is somebody who has tested positive. Not just once, for the second time. She tweeted, was keeping it quiet, but since everyone else is sharing, I feel like it's my responsibility to share this PSA. You can get COVID-19 more than once. I had it back in early March and then thought I was invincible after I recovered. Not true. Don't be dumb like me. What, don't work in WWE? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the specifics of how she caught it. I would still, I wouldn't freak out yet about whether or not she can catch it twice or you can. I mean, was she tested the first time? There was rumors uh, back a few months ago that there was someone in WWE that had it. Yeah, they never. Uh, I don't think we ever found out who. So that could have been the person. But at the same time, a lot, I've heard a lot of people, which is a weird lot. I've heard a lot of people go, you know, I think I had that shit. I had to have had that shit. I was coughing. Remember back when it was Halloween, I was coughing. I had that. Like, I hear that story all the time. Everybody had it. You know, so I'm, I'm wondering, I'm not saying that she didn't, I didn't look into it, but I'm wondering, did she have it confirmed or did she just get sick and say, man, I have that shit too. And now she's catching it for the first time, which is what I was afraid was going to start happening. Yeah. But uh, basically, she then tweeted later on, it's been an emotionally taxing several weeks, so I'm going to take a little hiatus from social media. In the meantime, be safe, be healthy, and please be kind. Uh, so what I'm hearing happened, there were a couple of things that happened. First of all, she started getting harassed. Um. Basically, they started calling her out because she is in a habit of posting photos of herself, like uh, at public beaches and hanging out and having fun this entire time. So when she came out with this guys, I have COVID thing, I guess I didn't read a lot of the thing. I don't read a lot of toxicity of social media, but I'm guessing a lot of people went, see, shouldn't have been fucking at this beach. I started just tagging. You shouldn't have been here. Shouldn't have taken something. You having a good time this whole time. So people started doing that. So this is essentially what caused her to uh, delete her account. Um, free herself from the poison yeah yeah but you know what the people are right though you know what i mean she fucked up but at the same time she took accountability she said for them not to be dumb like her which means that she knows she's dumb the same way we do some of y'all out there who call her out bitch y'all fuck up getting somebody call you dumb all of a sudden no i am a pretty no you know but i hate the fact that it's a double standard of how you choose to use your freedom how you choose to exercise your freedom because if it's that she was at a freaking protest if she was at some sort of a protest everyone would have felt bad it would have been like well she was protesting but because she gets a little it, R&R and all of a sudden, you but, stupid But because she was at a beach, you know, everybody hates her guts now, which I'm not condoning. I think it's stupid to be at a beach, but I also think it's her personal choice, whether she protests or goes to a beach. And either way, uh, you know, shit happens. And this was this is unfortunate. And I, I think both things are equally foolish, whether you're going to hang out at a beach in Florida or whether you're going to hold up signs and protest. I think that they're all stupid choices. You know, it's like I get, you know, we're supposed to admire it. No, I don't. I don't admire that shit because mm. it's dangerous. It could It could literally end mankind. So, like, I don't give a fuck what's going on. There's a virus out here. Okay. <laughs> like, 
So she deleted her Twitter account because she was getting a lot of negativity there, probably because when people were bunkered down, suffering and couldn't go outside, they had to go onto their social media and then see her smiling at the beach. Yeah. You know, and now she's going, oh, I have COVID. And people are going, well, no shit. <laughs> so I can't, I almost can't blame people. There's certain, that's the reason I certain kinds of toxicity I won't fight. Like everyone here, it's all balanced. Everyone has the right to feel how they feel here, you know? There's toxicity, and then there is being upset with logic. That's the way I look at it. Write it down, because I'm about to throw it at you. Pick your toxicity, because I noticed that certain things are okay under certain conditions, but not under others, which is the natural ebb and flow of life. However, when I look at it here, I'm just seeing it's okay to harass people depending on whether or not they they manage to go over your values. You know? It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she deleted her account, and... uh. Apparently, people are worried about her. I don't know exactly what the hell that means. Parker Faze, welcome to the chat. Yes, welcome, sir. Glad you could join us. It's uh, it's rough. No, no Man, worries. What's a lot of good stuff, though. You're going to have to go back and watch the replay. First hour. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thanks for the follow, Falker Face. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to go back and watch the first hour. I think we did a pretty good first. It's our first, I guess, official. We started transitioning over here. From Mixer, so pretty good. Ooh, stuff. And you didn't just make the list, now you make the Twitch list. Yeah, you make the Twitch list. That way we know. Because yeah, I don't want. That's new. Yeah, anyone in the other chat room, hop on over here. You know, we're going to be yeah. tying up shop. That, that chat room mainly let people know where we are now. This is where we're going to be. That's so, how, that chat room's a detour. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently now there's been new restrictions. Uh, my neck of the woods, New York, also New Jersey, Connecticut. Anyone who's flying into these states from florida or texas or any hot spots they have to go they have to quarantine for two weeks i don't know how it works in the other places i know but if they catch you out here you get a ten thousand dollar fine and what that basically means is that if they check your license plate or your id and they see that you're from one of those places they're going to want proof of when you got here and that proof can come in the form of a toll whether you pay the toll if you use your card like you, you know the cards they have to go through tolls that's recorded on there you know, if you paid through, like, there, there's records of all that shit when you got in here. If you use Port Authority, there's records of, of what time your, your train was, when, how long you've been here for. The point being, like anything else, the way it was described to us, like anything else, you can try to get around it because everything, uh, any crime can be, uh, something you can get away with until you get caught, essentially. You know what I mean? So, exactly. the problem now is that there's a lot of people that are gonna have to, find out how to get uh home their own way you know like they might have to fly everybody in and out of philadelphia arrive back and then drive home all this other stuff but the problem is with them saying that you can't because that's still against the law we're not saying you should do it if you can't get caught we're saying stay out of the state and i and i said this on twitter and i know again i've been getting a lot of negative responses which we're going to go into later on because i've been really brutally honest about things but i said something on twitter i'm paraphrasing but something along the lines of you know no one wanted to come to new york when we were the epicenter everyone was like man new york's looking bad so continue that practice and just stay out now don't go while everybody was having spring spring break and we we were over here spring break and we were over here having fucking mad max you know what i mean no no one was coming over here so now it's kind of like don't bring that spring break shit over here (laughs) <laughs> write it down don't bring that shit near me I don't want it near me I'm working out bro <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you worked that into that that was awesome oh god 
if you're new out there listening for the first time, understand, people, we don't plan these bits ahead of time. All right. I don't, that probably I don't. popped to him a half second before he said it. Like Stacey said in a child, you don't even go here. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? You don't even go here. So chill out. Just everyone stay where they are. WWE shouldn't be thinking about how they're going to get people across state lines at this point, whether they fly in and drive back or any of that. Exactly. And the jump in quickly, the, 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 that, that particular one, don't spring that break over here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you broke spring. <laughs> and Summer didn't come with a warranty, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Falker Faze says he'd been uh, listening, he'd been watching for a while, so thank you for the support. Appreciate you. Very cool. Very, very cool. Glad to, uh, glad to have you here. And, uh, yeah, they're doing drive through testing now, from what we're hearing, at the Performance Center. They basically said that uh, they drive through. I guess I don't know. They, they put they, you drive past, you stick your head out the window, they hand you your burger and fries and test. <laughs> you know, now they don't want to catch it, right? Jesus Christ. And uh, basically, Ringside got some exclusive information where they said that the atmosphere was described as scary and that people that were testing positive um, are going to now have to have their roles performed by someone else. And uh, the word going around is that uh, some people that were in big feuds tested positive. You know, it's it would be very impressive for them to be able to contain this when the entire planet couldn't. Like it started with like one case on our side before it spread like wildfire. There's there's almost no way that everyone's not going to have it by next week. As much as everyone's crossing their fingers, let's be realistic. It will be an anomaly if within the close proximity that these people are, they don't all get it. We saw, what was it, in upstate New York and Westchester somewhere, they did like a drive-through graduation where people are sticking their heads out the sunroof of their car celebrating their graduation, and one girl had it, and everyone started getting sick from their cars. And these people are rolling around mats, screaming into microphones in front of each other. Well, the street profits dance in the crowd, like... You're going to hear, by the time we get, get get off of here, this news is going to be dated because there's going to be so many. It'll be the first time ever, if I'm wrong, that it hasn't spread like wildfire. And so, all because people don't want to test other people. Yeah, they don't. And, and yet we're hearing that Vince McMahon still determined to bring the crowd back next month. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then the funny thing is Ring of Honor, they even, they, they wound up, uh, they were going to be doing some empty arena shows, but... Now that there's a new wave, even though it's not even a new wave, it's just the old wave now hitting people who didn't wait. The whole difference between New York and a lot of the other states, just to let a lot of you guys understand, because now people are like, oh, everybody in New York should go back in. No, we flattened the curve. OK, what we did was everyone stood the fuck inside and then we watched the numbers drop. And when they were back down to flat, which was lower than where we had started, then people started coming back out so we that's the way you're supposed to do it there was never any curve flattening anywhere else they didn't wait for the curve to completely flatten and this is why it happened so it's not really that new york has to do anything different it's just that everybody now needs to do what we do and in the meantime stay the fuck away from here till you do it exactly you know you got to flatten it and i think we're gonna see it bad in other places because people didn't do that they didn't take it seriously for some california is another place they started to open up too soon. Now they're locking things down. So this is the reason why people are catching it. You're starting to see a lot of, of, of red states, and I'm not talking politics. So, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, they were going to, because of the fact that now there's new cases popping up, they were going to uh, do some empty arena matches in Baltimore. But 
with everything happening, they're not going to be able to do it because everything's going to still be closed. And all they've been airing is highlight episodes because they've run out of new content. They might be killed by this. Yeah. So, and uh, like I said before, we, we segued into it before we were ready to fully talk about it. But Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer said that the impression that he's been given is that if AEW is not producing new content, their television contract will be canceled. And without that contract, they're done. They're finished. His words. This is the reason why, out of everyone, they have the least amount of elbow room. Where even if they're aware of everything, they have to come up with something every single week. And uh, the, in the WWE, according to Fightful, um, the company itself is being very secretive about how many people within the company have it. And that's pissing off a lot of the wrestlers. Because obviously you work for the company, you want to know what the chances are of you contracting it. But I've been a, in the ring with somebody who contracted it probably every week for the past month. You know, okay now. And apparently Fightful got a leaked message that was sent to all of the NXT talent. And it says, per Vince, all talent are needed for TV on Friday and Saturday. Please go to PC by 1030 a.m. today for drive through COVID testing. If you took tests yesterday, you don't need to today. If you are in high level storyline, you will be off camera. Thanks. Important. After test, you will need to remain isolated and quarantined until after the TV tapings. So this is what uh, this is how the E has not gone around handling it. Apparently there were some uh, there were a few other people that tested positive someone named the ultimate the ultimate pusher Tariki. he was an extra for wwe and he sent out a message to the renee young asking for advice because his wife is pregnant and now he has covid so he wants to know what he should do he, he actually said wwe does inform me that i have tested positive for covid19 if anyone could reach out to renee young for me i need advice on how to deal with this my wife is pregnant um as well as anybody else please help they should reach out to him there's no accountability here, though. And as a result of everything that happened, they had to redo the entire SmackDown. Because originally, you were supposed to have AJ Styles and Drew Gulak um, in some sort of a, of, a, of a angle. You were supposed to have a toast for Jeff Hardy with Sheamus. All kinds of shit like that. But then instead, they turned it into a tribute to The Undertaker. Because when all else fails, just have another tribute to The Undertaker. You know, I noticed that's the go-to. You know, anytime yeah. you run out of content, just throw some Undertaker stuff up there. So they did an Undertaker thing where they basically showed the Boneyard match, which shortened SmackDown significantly. And uh, also the IC title match, all of the shit that they were supposed to have was gone. And it was a very lightweight SmackDown, which was probably only just a small reflection of where we're going to wind up after this. Because that wasn't, there were other producers that tested positive, such as Jamie Noble. And uh, he said, not how we expect this month to go. COVID-19 has hit home. Press for me and my family will be greatly appreciated. And from what we're hearing, Jamie Noble had been in the ring with every single person working on stuff with their matches because he's a producer. We hear that literally he's been in contact with everyone. So at this point, it's only a matter of time. And you are right, Falker. This is exactly what happens when money is more important than people. They got fucking greedy when everybody needed to buckle down. And now you know what's going to happen. And this is what I've been telling everybody. When shit starts to open up and everybody starts to get their lives back together, you'll be left out because you weren't careful in the early phases of this. Exactly. Better to go through this with everyone else than to go through this shit by yourself. Can you imagine all of the sports and everything open up and then the only thing that's still disabled is the wrestling? And the bad part about it is nobody's going to feel bad for them because they were stupid enough to just think they could just roll through this. Because when all the other wrestling companies are back up and running, I'm going to be looking at WWE just like, hmm, t- sucks. Same here. Same here. It's something that they, they like. They, there's, there's no reason to feel bad for them. They literally just had to. Not bring the crowds, but not not bring all the crowds back like they were. Test everybody and 
take care and give a shit of, about your friggin' superstars. In I, fact, I don't know if you, uh, have you heard the conspiracy that's going around with the whole Renee Young thing? Oh, do tell. Apparently, now, the sad part about it is, I doubt, I, I, I couldn't see this being true, but with how little of a shit they seem to give, it wouldn't even be surprising. A lot of people are saying one of the things, one of the reasons they didn't care is because they knew eventually Renee would get sick, so that gets Mo- Moxley sick. Moxley uh, gets sick, AEW screwed. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe it either. I think that that that, that to just, me sounds a little bit off. That's 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 too out there. Really. Yeah, you know. And you're saying if Flair dies, you're going to be pissed, Falker. I was saying the same thing. Like, can you imagine what like if they kill Ric Flair because of this, or if Vince himself is killed? Like, is anyone taking this seriously? Do they understand? Not anymore. What this is? And we got apparently two dozen reasons that prove they aren't taking this seriously. What a mess, man! You know, absolutely freaking heartbreaking. Easiest fucking thing to do. They just like, no, we got to get the crowds back. Fuck your crowds. And you're right, Stasis. They do. They still they sell masks. It would be good to market the mask. You could have had people in the crowd this whole time with the mask that you sell on WWEshop.com. Why the hell would you ban the mask that you're selling? Because the mask don't look good on the camera. Shut the fuck up. Mask don't look good on the camera. Nobody would have paid fucking attention. We're only watching the shit that's going on in the ring. Yeah, Taker should retire now before he's ironically killed by by, by uh freaking... Yeah, change your phone number. Yeah, no, it, it just doesn't work. I'm actually, in case you don't know why I'm dragging here, I'm actually looking just to see if anybody's dead, and I'm being completely serious. Just because if it's if it hit that many people in such a short time and under a week, and it goes anything like it was going for states, you usually get some casualties during this. You know, so far nothing. Thank God. You know, since I want to report anything negative, but it's just you got to take into consideration something that they're not taking into consideration. So. Yeah, and apparently a lot of NXT superstars needed to be tested because they were exposed to somebody positive. Um, but none of them came back with positive tests, so that's some good news there. But we are hearing that the cases for them could be very high, even though they're not disclosing it. <laughs> they're not allowed to disclose it. They wound up having to cancel the Raw taping. It got delayed. Uh, they did the SmackDown taping, but they had to delay it until the following day because of the fact that they had to stop for these tests. You know, and, and then afterwards, we weren't given the information of who was sick. But this is the reason why a lot of people have gone missing, because there's a lot of people that were not going to be coming back after the TV tapings. And uh, also, a lot of superstars did say that they weren't going to come back until everybody's allowed to wear a mask. And apparently now the crowd is allowed to wear a mask. So uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see exactly what happens there. But there are people wearing them. Apparently, Shotzi Blackheart, I guess, was wearing masks. Yeah, Shotzi was wearing a mask. I saw, I saw like one or two tonight, but yes. that's only because they did the generic Kevin Dunn. Look, we have masks. Yep, shot. the Kevin Dunn hard camera where it's like, don't sue us. Don't blame us. Look, there's somebody with a mask or some isolated camera shot. Like, we know you control the cameras. You can just happen to land on somebody with a mask, you fucks. You're doing that because you're trying to not show liabilities, you know? And uh, yeah, from what we're hearing, basically, uh, Kayla Braxton, according to Brian Alvarez, was told to remove her, her positive test result post and that they're not happy that uh that she put that up there and they're very unhappy that there are people that are not willing to work so they're still thinking about themselves it's like this yeah you you, you took the words out of my mouth literally still not thinking about anybody else but themselves it's it's the most low life thing ever apparently somebody anonymous in wwe one of the superstars sent out a leaked email to wrestling inc and uh 
this is it here. I don't even know what I'm going to just, just trying to skim it over here, but it's really big. They said, now the WWE has more talent than staffers starting to test positive. We've been informed by talent relations not to discuss our illness with anybody besides those we may live with that may need to know. We are forbidden to tell anyone else, nor can we come out publicly to make any statements. It was stressed that WWE will take care of any medical treatment should we need them. In the same breath, it was made clear that the company would handle the PR and those that needed to know about our condition would know as HIPAA laws would prevent them from making our names public. While I appreciate WWE's assistance helping those of us during these unprecedented times, WWE put us in this position in the first place. They continue to tape multiple shows a day that average 10 to 12 hours, plus for at least two, sometimes three days in a row. Those in the audience are kept in air-conditioned tents away from the active talent and staff that are housed in other sets of tents on PC property. Most people were not tested until last week. As we were told, they didn't believe the validity of some of the tests being done. They figured they would have their own so-called testing, which included temperature checks and a medical evaluation form, but no testing for COVID-19. Look where it got them now. Some people were asked to invite friends, family, and some fans they've befriended to attend the shows at the PC. How do you think they feel now, knowing potentially they put those they regarded as close to them in harm's way? And yes, it was true that Kevin Dunn did not allow fans to wear masks and made a scene twice over the PA to not wear masks. I heard that, that he screamed to people, hey, get those masks off. Like, literally, you heard him over the loudspeaker, little bastard. Oh, Jim Cornette was still there kicking stupid ass. Anyway. Fix your fucking teeth. Maybe I'll take your mask off then. Yeah, you're fucking... <laughs> Yo, I, that's what I'm telling. I'll always be a Cornette guy because that one time that he made him cry. I'm telling you, man. You like, know, like, like Jim, if you're out there, make him cry again. Like, <laughs> but uh, he said, it's a, shame to see, feel so much better. It's, like, it's a shame to see these people came out to support the talent and company they love were treated this way. In closing, I would like to give you some information on our medical screening process, as most have been calling it a questionnaire. One of the questions asked is, have we done anything that will put ourselves at risk for contracting COVID-19? That includes being around large gatherings of people not wearing masks or suggested that we do so. Some have attended packed beaches, parties, and recently opened amusement parks here in Florida. They know better than to post pictures on their social media accounts as they shouldn't be attending those locations in the first place they'll talk about where they've gone but won't mention it when it comes to the time being screened it's very so so yeah wow um it says it's very unfortunate wwe puts business first and the health and safety of everyone second we will come together i cannot say the same thing about wwe management the train is not only off the tracks but has gone over the cliff in a blaze of glory and that's an anonymous not wanting to be fired because of this shit person. Can I count him out yet? <laughs> this I'm goes saying. back to this. Anyone that's new, he just goes back to when they were first, when the, the birth of AEW, I kept saying when Dustin went negatively referenced WWE, I kept saying, don't count him out yet. It's been, it's been a running gag every time. Every time he does it, I'm just sitting there like, can I count him out yet? Like, Every time I used to tell me, oh, don't count them out. Like, can I count them out yet? Oh, man. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, boy. I hate this company so much. (laughs) I don't blame you. But, yeah, a lot of people are getting heat because of being out there. And there were just, over the week, there were just more and more cases that kept coming up. We don't have, again, it's hard for me to report when they're being very quiet about this. So uh, a lot of people got sick at this point. Like... At this point, you almost kind of got to watch the product, well, endure the product and figure it out from there. Yeah. So then they wound up telling them on June 24th, the list of NXT hardcore fans that were there, they told them to come get tested. And then they told them that after the 26th, they were no longer allowed in for tapings. 
because I guess they realized that they had a contamination issue here. Yeah, Faye's right. What a shitty year for wrestling. <laughs> what a shitty year for everything. Wrestling just Definitely. made it worse than themselves, or at least WWE yeah. did. Yeah, re- wrestling's trying to recover. WWE's just in the shit. Like. Yeah, according to Ringside News, they said that WWE's on full HIPAA information locked on backstage. Everything's being kept close to the vest, and staff are not getting many answers. It's been described as a total disaster because people were asked not to share information about their tests. And no one was holding everybody together. Yeah, and, uh, people are upset because they're literally down there risking their lives without knowing exactly what's happened. And uh, they also express concerns about the Orlando International Airport that they all have to use. Because the airport recently had 260 positive cases out of a random sampling of 500 employees. More than half just in the random sampling. And... Uh, a lot of people would be willing to leave the company if they had other jobs, but their options were limited due to the situation. So they're kind of stuck between are they going to not have money anymore or are they going to continue to comply with this? And again, going to these airports, going to these hotspots, being in Florida, not locking down. I would be amazed if we come on here next Monday and we're like, guess what? That was it. There was nothing else bad happened. There's no there's almost no way they're fucked. They're fucked. Oh, yeah. And we might wind up with. A point, and I'm wondering when when is it going to be that we're just not going to have a raw? Or it's just like, guys, we can't have raw. Raw's not happening this week because that's what they've been trying to avoid, and in doing so, they might have they might have made it where it's inevitable. They're just delaying the inevitable at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. get rid of your fucking ego, shut the shit down, and wait till it gets better. Yeah, and they're saying that um Adam Pearson and uh freaking Renee Young were all pretty much considered part of a larger number of people uh, of an infection pool. So that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And in the meantime, poor AEW, who's not allowed to miss any time, as you guys know, next week is Fighter Fest. It's a two-day event. It'll be next week and the following week, day one of Fighter Fest, day two of Fighter Fest. But what might make this an issue is, like I told you, my state and many other states have basically said that people that are coming in from Florida have to go to a two-week quarantine. So you got people like Brody Lee and Santana and Ortiz and MJF who would have to self-quarantine to go back and forth to these events. So uh, right now, they're hoping that because they're getting tested regularly, that they would be able to go home and not have to worry about the quarantine. But it's probably not the case. They are probably not allowed out of Florida or wherever they go back to these hot spots so this is going to affect them as well and remember they can't afford to miss a week so they're going to have to improvise a lot we're yeah. hearing that uh apparently there have been over 30 luchadors since may that have gotten sick and died not just sick 30 that are dead that are luchadors the herodas died on june 14th luis aduna also known as kilo juanito died on june 18th he was 79, just giving you the, the age there. Estrella Blanca, three, died on June 16th. El, El Malusco died. We don't have a date there. Jesus Esperanza, a.k.a. Pepe Luis Esperanza, died on June 15th. Antonio Alvarez, which is the promoter of the revolution, Lucha Libre, died on June 15th. Gaspar Herrera died at, at 53 years old. We don't know the date. Uh, Francisco Lazarga, Evil Ninja Turtle, that's an interesting name, died at 31 years old. Fidel Hernandez, referee Julio Rosales, also known as, died. Um, Jose Luis Avando, also known as Solada de Plata, died. El Leiter, um, Edgar Ortiz, um, Rudy Garduno and Coco Rojo, too, 
were hospitalized, but managed to make it out. And uh, Garduno's wife was hospitalized. So it spread. You know, these are healthy people. Some of them were older, but you said it was a guy in his early 30s. So there no age for this shit. There is no age. There's no age whatsoever. And that's what they have to start realizing. And even though at this point it's too late, you know what I mean? Like anything they do now is going to be to try to fix the damage that they caused. There's no way they could just decide now to be part of the solution. They are, in fact, part of the problem now. Uh, Mustafa Ali had an interesting thing to say over here. Let's see what happened here. He basically said, uh, sometimes what you hear dictates what you see. Fight your fears. It will be greed that robs us of all that really matters. Pretty much. <laughs> it sounds like what it is, right? Yeah, pretty much told it how it is. And knowing WWE's logic, goodbye to his push. <laughs> That's going to be the takeaway from that. Not maybe he's talking sense. How dare he question us trying to win this war in the middle of a fucking pandemic and putting human lives at risk. And he didn't say what that was in reference to. But I mean, it sounds to me like if he says sometimes what you hear dictates what you see, he's basically saying everything that you heard is true. Fight your fears. It just means fight your fears. And then it's like, it'll be greed that robbed us all. Maybe he's not talking about them, but I think he is. Mm-hmm. I want you to say greed that robbed it all. We're talking about a company that's greedy. Yeah. Nobody else fits that bill like them. So now they're going to be taping um, two episodes of SmackDown this next Thursday, July 2nd. And then they're going to do two episodes of Raw Friday, July 3rd. Assuming this shit doesn't go worse in the time that they've been there. <sighs> yep. Now, I don't know if this is related. I'm just throwing it out there. It could completely not be. I'd like to think that it's not. However, I can confirm that Kane is sick. I don't know what he's sick with. I heard about that, but I didn't hear what specifically, but I did hear he's sick. Yeah. But uh, apparently he was, uh, who is it that released it? Because he was supposed to be part of a fundraising event for Eric Brakey and, uh, they they quote they're quoted as saying, "Unfortunately, we must postpone tonight's previously scheduled Liberty and Lobsters event. Our special guest, Mayor Glenn Jacobs, has come down with a health issue. While it is not serious, it does make it possible for him impossible for him to attend. A new date for the event will be announced in the upcoming weeks. We'll keep you posted regarding the new date. So uh, that could just be unrelated. It'd be a lie if they said it's not serious and it's that. So I just yeah. throw it out the kind of people are speculating. We don't know if it's that though, you know." There's really no way to tell for sure. Yeah, I mean, if it was, if it was serious, they'd have no reason to not say it wasn't, it wasn't serious. So. Exactly. But uh, if you remember Big Vito, which I barely do, he recently released a statement about uh, WWE's oh, shit, I remember Vito. <laughs> about WWE's testing policy, and he said, "How can they call Hippo when they when they out people for fo- for failing the wellness policy, and out them uh, for being sent to rehab? Uh, double standard. Is anyone seeing?" I have been fighting for five years, but you all praise and support WWE fans. It's part of your fault for accepting this. And when I said we needed a union and health benefits and structure, I was mocked. Now that talent is facing possible fatal results, possible death with COVID-19 and people who have children at, at home, wives, parents living with them. They, the WWE, continue to put everyone's life and health in danger and they don't give a shit. Remember the protocol they were supposed to follow and have immediate testing. All of a sudden now... All, now they do it as talent, Nia Jax and others, TikTok from the Performance Center with no mask on, like it's a joke. And they make WWE look like a bunch of hypocrites. So, uh, hmm. It's funny how, and I had to break into human and break up the chaos of this. It's funny how 
Vito comes out with a statement, and shit you not, I was literally thinking earlier during Raw, what if it got so bad that, like, all the top guys were gone, they had to bring freaking dress and, G- and G-string Vito back? And he has to fight Leon Rush. All right, it's gonna, it's gonna be Vito in a dress versus Leon Rush for the main event at NXT. Yeah, not good. <laughs> uh, not good at all. And, uh, <sighs> yeah, I know, I know. It's You know it's bad when the assault stuff is probably going to be less stressful than this. Dude. That's a sad you, you moment are, right there. You are wrong. Uh, if you think this is bad, all I've been thinking this whole time is, oh my God, <laughs> this isn't even as bad as it's going to be. The assault stuff is terrible. You I, hope nobody to go- you. I hope nobody goes to bed early because the other shit is worse. We haven't even gotten to the bad stuff here. I hate when these shows run long because the bad shit, people fall asleep before the shit gets bad. That's where we are. Uh. So, uh, basically, we're hearing that uh, WWE was doing swab testing, which is a less accurate kind of testing than the blood testing AEW was doing, where they check for antibodies, which they can be used to help other people that are exposed. They blood test you in AEW if you have antibodies and they do the fucking they do the fucking test from the Maury show on in WWE yeah if anybody doesn't understand how that works if your blood test positive for antibodies what that means is that you developed a sickness and then your body learns how to fight it and now it has the antibodies within itself so that if this ever comes out again you have a chance to fight it that being said that's the easiest way to find out from someone who's already gotten over it whether or not they have it because you check the antibodies and if they have them that means they went through it and they recovered this is how AEW is doing testing, not swabbing your mouth. They're doing, they're doing blood work. So, like your, your, your body can't lie. <laughs> if it's been in there, your body's going to say it. Yeah. And these motherfuckers sitting on a fridge talking about something. You are the father. What? I don't understand how a company that has all this money just does the most basic minuscule shit. Like, we're going to swab test you and then we're going to not have masks. And we're going to make the NXT guys buy their own food. Well, I can explain exactly how. They're greedy. Remember? I feel like you have to have a level of intelligence to be greedy. I think it's just fucking stupid. Like, (sighs) So apparently Loki also got some heat because of something he tweeted out in regards to the pandemic. I don't know what it is yet, but we're going to bring it up here on the screen to see it together. Man, this is the first time I heard about Loki in months. This is depressing. (laughs) Respect is a two-way street. I respect your right to remain ignorant, be ruled by fear, and not by logic or intelligence. Wear a mask. Social distance that ultimately harms your health now and in the future, provided I do not pay for your bad decisions. I respect my own health enough to expose my immune system to the world by shaking hands and embracing people as we have for thousands of years to build our immune systems to fight against disease now and in the future. You have zero right to tell me that I must wear a mask, take a vaccine, or social distance from others who also choose not to do these things. Life is about choices, and in the information age, ignorance is a choice. I choose not to be ignorant. Okay, Cabal. Well, damn, you remember WWE gimmick. Ouch. Um... Jesus. Why is everybody so fucking... Okay, so... (laughs) And, uh... Apparently a fan then clapped back at him. And, uh... He says he doesn't respect other people who aren't as fortunate in regards to having an immune system that they trust. And, uh... I don't understand what the hell he's saying here. Not a doctor. Mask application equals reduced oxygen intake. O2 reduction equals 
hypoxia slash hypoxemia. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. In in intentionally reduce oxygen potentially further illness social fear and confirmation bias as a virtual signal logical not emotional learn how to operate the beautiful machine you have ignorant associates with a negative connotation initially drawing ego protection by individual self-preservation for lack of understanding threat does not indicate favor of nor against many want to believe confirmed by others and attack when not affirmed stand alone what are you the fucking architect from the matrix Ergo, concordantly, you know, Mr. Anderson, the fuck are you doing? Um, (laughs) so I've heard this before, which to me is ridiculous. Reducing your oxygen intake, I've heard people breathing in carbon dioxide because they're breathing in their own air and it fucks them up. First of all, Japanese people would be dead years ago if that was the case. Right. You know how many people I see before this that were just wearing masks? In Japan, they wear masks. If you ever watch New Japan, see them in the crowd with masks. Everybody be dead if that was the case. Sub-Zero and Scorpion should just die. Their fatality should be that they put their fucking mask on. Fight fatality. Fatality. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's dead. Ninjas are dead. Get over. Oh, shit. If only you took his mask off. Jason, there wouldn't have been a... Friday the 13th would have been a two-minute movie. There'd be so many casualties during Halloween. Oh, <laughs> there'd be way more movies because he died every like, time. What are people talking about? Everybody in Disney would be dead. Suddenly, you would see Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck drop dead in the middle of Disney World because they were in their mask, breathing their own air. You know, make dead have, ninjas there be out there. You, you can mascot corpses everywhere, all over the fucking football fields and everything. Like, is anyone really rationalizing? What I, at at that point, I would have been convinced that suicide and freaking Sinkar were zombies. Barney's dead because he wore a mask. Damn, not Barney. You know, like I don't Gosh. think I don't think they mean to that extent. You know, like oh my god, you you guys, you're so just, adorable. just for the record, for somebody who it's mandatory for me to wear a mask at my job, I breathe with no problem. None. I gotta say, because I was thinking about that the other day. I was walking around the city. I was wearing a mask. I was thinking, I don't understand how people are. I've heard that before. I can't breathe. Really? It's all in your mind, dude. Like, if I put that mask on you and dunked your head into water, you'd fucking drown. That mask isn't protecting you from elements. <laughs> you think air's not getting through that shit, you psychopath? I've heard some people say it's kind of uncomfortable to breathe. I mean, barely. Like, you barely. can breathe. Like, it's it's, it's, it's enough to where you right. notice it, but yeah, you can breathe fine. Mm-hmm. So our buddy uh, Dax Hardwood, remember him? FTR? Oh, Dax. He replied to this low-key thing. And he said, I choose to wear a mask because it possibly will make my six-year-old daughter's life a little safer. Am I right? Who knows? But if wearing a dumb mask over my face will help my daughter or anyone else in the world, I'll take the chance. And if it's wrong, I wore a fucking mask. Oh, well, I like that attitude. Yeah. You know? That's a good, I mean, I wear a mask when I'm out, you know, and, yeah. and also it's easier to be allowed into places. I mean, why not? What's the fucking problem? I love like the people who are just like it's against my rights. No motherfucker, it's the hope you don't die. It's so you don't kill others. <laughs> More than anything, you know. You be dumb. And, you you be dumb and get yourself killed. Don't get me wrapped up in that. And I'm sorry if I come off as a little brutal, but damn it, like people stupidity starting to piss me off. Like, about to be a heel turn before the fucking next hundred episodes. Like, yeah, it's just strange. You see, that's what I mean. It's like, it's just really weird. And uh. Yeah, the reason they had to change, obviously, I shouldn't even have to explain, but the reason they had to change their taping schedule around was because they had so few people. Holy shit. 
Imagine less people from people it. getting sick from the thing that we were worried about getting sick about. Who thought that that was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Stay home if you're not going to wear a damn mask. Right. Don't come outside and infect me with your bullshit. And COVID. Like, yeah. So now there's speculation going around because we don't know if the people that are missing are missing because they're sick or because they ran. It could be either one. But there's been no AJ Styles. There's been no Daniel Bryan, Otis, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. They're all gone. And they had big storylines. Sheamus wasn't there. Jeff Hardy wasn't there. Like we talked about before. You know, Mojo Riley wasn't there. Chad Gable wasn't there. And those are all people who were around Jamie Noble, by the way, according to the reports. If Otis caught it, then Mandy probably caught it. If Mandy caught it, Otis probably caught it. There's a lot of people that were working together. You notice SmackDown had none of those storylines. We It's ironic. A few weeks ago, we were on here showing the graphic of SmackDown and Raw and the people who were on the front of it. None of those people have been on, on those shows on Raw and SmackDown. All people were like, <laughs> yeah, oh, like, like, we guess these are the people it's about. Well, we were wrong because all the storylines that SmackDown's been building to, all the things they've been focusing on, when we get into SmackDown, you're going to see. There's not much SmackDown to get into. None of it happened. That was SmackDown. None of it happened. <laughs> you know, Amos was talking about how uh, basically everything should be shut down. You know, some people want it to be shut down, but some don't care. So it's crazy. And we're still hearing that amongst all of this, like you mentioned before, Vince McMahon is still apparently hell-bent on having the fans come back next month. They've already booked the Lakeland, Florida building, 8,000 seats for July 24th and July 27th, Raw and SmackDowns. Like, the building's already booked. This is already done. It's not like what we're thinking of now. They're already July 24th. You ready for Raw and SmackDown? Because it's there. Whether you like it or not, whether you're opposed to it or not, this is happening with a crowd. <laughs> so, you know, who cares? We could do, everybody just do whatever you want. You can only break laws that are, that are, that, that, uh, that we choose. So, uh, and there's speculation going around. This is because Vince wants to be the, the first people back. He wants to be like, we are the first ones to come back after the pandemic without him even realizing the NASCAR and PBR have already come back. So much you tell him. You expect you expect him to pay attention. Uh-huh. Vince doesn't give a shit. He's a madman, you know? And he, you know, it's another thing when it comes to Vince, he's not even thinking about the fact that this, I mean, he, you're an older guy, McMahon, you know, yeah. this shit could affect you more than anybody. You know, you got to start thinking. Use your brain. You're not using your brain. So uh, basically, there was an anonymous source that said that it's hard for anyone outside of there to understand how fucked up everything is and how fast things got fucked up. Oh, we know. We know. Oh, believe me, we got freaking understanding. <laughs> it's funny how people within WWE are now coming outside and going, yo, did you guys know how bad this Corona shit is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we you guys right know, but shit's really fucked up. And we're like, yeah, we know. Did you know how bad this shit is? <laughs> we have adapted, sir. They're like, did you know how bad? We can't even describe it. You don't have to describe it. I thought it was a month ago. We watched the about, news. Yeah. We watched the damn news. Kevin Owens left. Kevin Owens got the fuck out of there. He said, no way. He pulled the Sami Zayn. Remember, they hate Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens got yeah. out. Roman Reigns must be patting himself on the back. Roman fucking Reigns. Well, speaking because, of, because uh, let's break it into a real quick. Speaking of that, Roman new back tattoo looked fucking sick. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw the shot. I didn't take it. I didn't save it or anything. But I did see the shots. Yeah. But uh, Kevin yeah, go out there and look for it. It looks great. But yeah. But anyway, Kevin Owens. Uh, he actually released a video. Oh yeah, I saw this. I have not seen it yet, but I do have it here. I guess I should see it. Yeah. Okay, let's see. This is in regards to what's happening. A little over a month ago, my wife lost her grandfather to COVID-19, and it was awful to see it happen. He was a 
sweet, kind man. And while he was elderly, he was still taken too soon from us because if it wasn't for this virus, he'd still be here. And, uh, you know, seeing her go through that, seeing her family go through it, it was just so terrible. We had to watch his funeral on Zoom. We had to see the effect it had on her mother, my mother-in-law, who wasn't even able to give her dad a proper goodbye. It was just really awful. And that story is one among thousands like it, of people who lost loved ones in a really tragic way and experienced really awful pain when it could have been avoided. Today's my mother-in-law's birthday, so I figured it was a good time to send this message out. Please, if you're going to go out in public, wear a mask. Uh, keep social distancing. It, it's not over. <laughs> and uh, it could make a huge difference. And, and if you're going to choose not to do those things, please, please have the decency not to admonish belittle and talk down to people who who take those steps um i've seen a lot of that lately and it's it's kind of sickening uh just because you you decide to trust a source of information over another does not make you smarter or more qualified or better than anyone uh you know at worst wearing a mask and social distancing does nothing at best it helps save lives while at worst uh making fun of people wearing a mask and not wearing a mask yourself and telling people not to wear a mask can help spread this disease and make things worse and at best if you're doing that belittling people and calling them ignorant for wearing masks at best you're making fun of people who are trying to do what they think is best for their community so let's try to remember that let's not think we're better than anyone else let's take care of each other let's help each other out and uh Everybody, take care. Thank you. Well said, right? Yeah. I've always liked Wonder what Loki thinks about that. Huh? I'm glad that this man has gotten my money. He's gotten me to buy ROH papers long before he was a WWE person. Because I've, oh, yeah. I've always liked his outlook on life. You know, I've always watched the Kevin Steen show um, and different things like that. A good guy, man. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, boy. Basically, Roman Reigns who you just spoke about with the new back tattoo. He spoke to the Hindu. I believe that is that a magazine? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. The name rings a bell. So I, believe, I think, I think it's a magazine. Yeah. And, uh, he spoke about the entire thing and he said, for me, I, ha- I just had to make a choice for my family. The company has done everything that they can to make it the safest work environment possible. I think you're full of shit there. It is not the workplace <laughs> that I was necessarily concerned about. The decision was taken mainly because each performer travels so much, and we are all such a diverse group from, from all over the place. I'm not convinced, and I can't trust the fact that everybody is going to, is taking it as seriously and locking themselves down at home like I am. I trust my life with my coworkers every time I step it foot in the ring, but I just can't put the same trust when it has my children, my wife, and my family involved. But I don't want it to come off as I am taking a stand against the company at all because i love the wwe i've been part of this company just since i was a little boy that's why i always take it personally when i represent them so he's right it's like at the end of the day because of the way shit is right now you can't just guarantee that everybody's going to uh, going to deal with that you know yeah it makes a good point yeah but what's coming out, apparently Alvarez is even reporting this. We're hearing that one of the core problems with the situation is the fact that Vince McMahon himself does not find this to be that big of a problem. Apparently, he's never said anything publicly about it, according to Alvarez, but he's heard from multiple sources that Vince doesn't think it's all that bad. 
he's not saying that he thinks it's a hoax or whatever, but he's just saying that it's not that bad. Oh, God. I would love to live in their world where everything's just fantastic all the time. Oh, my God. It must be like heaven in there. Holy shit. Yeah. It is definitely a problem. And on the other hand, we keep talking about AEW and how this is affecting them. Uh, and it is becoming a pretty bad thing because as of, I believe, uh, 5 p.m. today, the city of Jacksonville is having mass requirement for all indoor locations and anywhere where people can't socially distance. So, uh, you know, they're going to have masks. I mean, I guess with AEW, they already have masks in the crowd anyway. I don't think that they're going to have that much of an issue with it. Nah, it'll just maybe just maybe more, but yeah. But there's good news in all of this, if you're Vince McMahon, because the Middletown Press is reporting that Vince McMahon's fortune has gone up $177 million over the past three months. So he knew what the fuck he was doing. That is a good businessman right there, huh? In the middle of the end of the world, he managed to go up $177 million. I didn't go up five. That bastard went up $177 million. That is impressive. I got to learn from him. Let's go seek him out. Let's go seek out the wise old man like they do in the fairy tales, right? Teach us so your basically ways. what's going to happen is next week I'm going to do the show outside, no mask, just ass naked and just. You should just be naked with only a mask. <laughs> oh God! Oh, is that is that is that like this world's equivalent of like just having the socks on? Is that it? Like the new world, probably. But yeah, no Vince socks, is making some money, boy. He's making some money. Woo! His his <laughs> worth is now one point nine hundred seventy seven billion billion ching ching motherfuckers ching ching (laughs) (laughs) see this story had a happy ending after all the rich got richer (laughs) now we have nothing to worry about it's all it's all happy Mm -hmm. in a side bit of of covid related news finn balor put up a post basically saying that his father finton devitt beat covid19 I saw that. That After. was that made me smile. I needed that when I saw it. He said in less than a year, he had triple heart bypass, a replaced hip, and beat COVID-19. Brock Lesnar is next. Papa Balor is a beast. Hell yes. Good for you, man. I love how in the video, too, he too sweet it, too. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I saw the hospital <laughs> bed video. So that, folks, is your update on everything pandemic-related. I've kept it off of this show for as many weeks as humanly possible, and I only bring it up when it is necessary. Which became necessary. <sighs> and now, just like South Park, it gets worse. We're going to talk more about the speaking out movement. Yay. Which we're going to give you guys an updated list of names of, of the accusers. And also, I want to, again, thank you for the support. Those of you that private messaged me or those of you that supported anyway, retweeting our stuff or whatever you did. And uh, we're yeah. going to get into those of you who... Hold your support. I don't really take, I don't, numbers don't mean anything to me. I just like to keep the community alive. That being said, uh, we do have staff. We don't talk about it, but there are backstage things that happen here. And we are notified whenever people pull the support, aka unfollow us. And I noticed the timing of us being unfollowed was in coordination with me putting out my opinion in regards to the, uh, the speaking out movement. And I notice, and I'm not going to, I'm trying to be careful my words here. I can't help but notice that the same people that unfollow us, and I'm not going to go into how I know this, they continue to still consume our content. And that's what bothers me the most. 
I'm not going to say tell you my tricks, but I can tell who consumes our content and how much. And I know when people pull the support, but they're still checking our Twitters. They're still checking our social medias. Uh, one of our oldest uh, listeners from a long time ago, none of you know him because not somebody part of the community. One of our oldest listeners, I noticed, pulled their support. And uh, anyone who did that, I went onto the sites to be completely honest, and I just blocked them. If you unfollow us, uh, then you should not be privy to seeing our content. Go fuck yourself if you unfollowed us. Because just to clarify a little bit more about what I said last week, I by no means supported any kind of assault. Anyone, No one should have to go through assault. But at the same time, we did not bring up a community that will just blindly follow the blind, which is what it's become. This mob mentality doesn't work for me. And uh, all that basically means is that every single circumstance and situation should be taken at face value and should be handled on a case-by-case basis nothing should just be a group mentality i've heard things said like uh people basically attacking people who are asking for evidence and then people going it is the evidence the person coming forward is the evidence no it isn't that's not how fucking evidence works. That's not the definition of evidence. I'm not saying that everybody that this this hasn't happened in some cases, but I'm saying you cannot objectively and I'm tired of having to go over this. You can't fucking objectively just assume that every case individual and individually by case. Exactly. Fuck. You can't just automatically make everyone guilty. That's just not the way that it works. And. I'm glad that I kept my stance because since last week, there have been some holes in this. A lot more people, I hate to say it, but this this movement, the speaking out movement, it's starting to get a bad name now. You're starting to see a lot more people come forward in the comments of a lot of wrestling websites. You're even starting seeing women coming forward and saying stuff like, as women, we need to start taking some accountability of of, of uh, saying no and not going to this, these places or not going to hotels with these guys or or having repeated uh interactions with them after something happens the first time you know having pictures with them this is you know you see certain situations where it's like this is me with this person uh two weeks ago and this is me the following week at the hotel when it's like a ongoing why was there a following week exactly why was there a following week why was there a following day why when they ask for pictures were you replying and again i'm gonna uh, emphasize this again there is no excuse forever assaulting anyone no one should ever have to be assaulted that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen but i'm just saying that you have to look at the fact that some of these situations don't look uh or some of them do look They're not as some black and white look, as they seem exactly nothing ever is i reluctantly read because we don't know this is all alleged but the list of people that were attacked by this movement are jim Cornette, matt riddle velveteen dream austin theory darby allen mike quackenbush marty Skrull, icarus the, the entire knight family ak pages family rich cataldo david Starr, dave dave christ martin zaki uh sammy guevara rob feinstein will osprey chino Bafareas, dan maff uh mark haggerty Kirk White, Aaron Epic, Russell Payne, Chasen Rain, Jimmy Havoc, Trent Seven, Mark Pazpari, Wolfgang, Dave Lagana, Jordan Devlin, Jack Gallagher, Byron Wilkin, Joe Coffey, Congo Kong, Scotty Davis, Justin Roberts, Bull James, Travis Banks, Legero, Kindred Kaiman, James Ellsworth, and Joey Ryan. So this is the case. Uh, and again, a lot of these things happened from years ago. You know, a lot of these things allegedly happened years ago. And it's it's just really crazy. It's just really... uh really insane with the way this entire thing has gone joey ryan and and this is what i'm saying there are some cases where after a while just like with cosby you're gonna have to just say oh well this is clearly it like i hate to say but the joey ryan thing the amount of people that have come forward is crazy 
there's just so many. I, I I was thinking about it, and we can't run the show all night. I probably can't even go into all of these events with Joey Ryan because there are just so many fucking people that say that he attacked. And when he we we spoke about it last week, but when he went into it, it's not like he said absolutely not. He said in the past, yeah. I might have been a bit of a dick, and I might have done things that I regret, and I'm sorry, and I won't do them anymore. He implied. He pretty much implied. Hey, some yeah, of this. He didn't say absolutely not. So in those cases, taking it as a case by case basis, yeah, or not being on the door. I, I, I don't think. It doesn't really surprise me, you know, but this guy's had stuff like that, you know, where Joey Ryan told this one girl he wishes he could sneak her into a bar with him when she was 19. He would message constantly for weeks and she wouldn't respond as double tap his messages to not seem rude or getting heat. Uh, I'm trying to skim, guys, because there's a lot of news and we're not trying to run long shows anymore like we used to do before we yeah. made our move over here. Uh, apparently, there's there was a thing where uh, he was flirting with a. Uh, with a minor who was 17 years old and he said i feel so bad for flirting with you because you're 17 i could be your dad and he was joking and uh when he became 18 she had to drop him off at his hotel and uh who is this that's talking about this who the fuck would be dropping him off and in the uh, a new story from an indie wrestler named rock r-o-k-c rock dash c roxy fall uh roxy yeah roxy i guess there was a quiet, awkward car ride where he asked for a piece of gum and he said, you know, in case you want to make out. Uh, when they got to his hotel, he asked if she wanted to get down, but he said it, he, he, she said no. He said it was worth a shot. See, that's uh, that's being a fucking pig and being a jerk, but that's not exactly you didn't really speak out. He didn't do anything except be a fucking pig of a man you know what i mean like i'm not saying that you should have to tolerate that but is that really a speaking out situation you spoke out of somebody who came on to you strong that shit happens fucking blow them off tell them to fuck off maybe you know what i mean why don't people tell people to fuck off because that's too just, hard nowadays. you could just tell them directly to fuck off and avoid this whole thing not keep it bottled up inside like a fucking little psycho and then come out years later and be like ah like you know just tell them to fuck off right away whatever happened to slapping a guy or tell them to just fuck off you know women could be bitches you know it's like and then the the guy is like, hey, you had it coming. But just bottling aside, this isn't exactly, this is what I mean about, like, it doesn't really, that one sort of discredits the other ones. And I'm not saying that I don't believe them, because there has to be some truth to the Joey Ryan thing. Even he himself says it. But what I'm saying is then in, in a very general way, when you have these little cookie cutter ones, where it's just like the guy's just being a fucking pig, that's not the same as the, what the speaking out movement was originally intended for, which was for people that have been assaulted. You know, and now are going through traumatic experiences because of it and they want to speak out against it. You weren't assaulted. The guy is being a fucking animal and that's a completely different thing, you know, or like Falker put it, he's being a dude, you know. So, again, there were a lot more allegations about it coming out. So I'm not saying that there isn't stuff there. But then when you get these other ones that are like that, it's just kind of weird. Progress Wrestling, actually, there were a lot of people accused within Progress Wrestling from what I'm hearing as well. So uh, basically said they're they're taking the speaking out movement very seriously. They're taking it. They basically uh, said that Glenn Robinson and Matt Richards were leaving the company. So I guess those were people that were accused. I don't really know who the hell they were. Yeah, I have followed progress in forever. So <laughs> yeah, like he says, hitting on you and hitting you is different. And yeah, this is all assault stuff, too. So Apparently there was even footage. The, the the girl who released it, she made her Twitter account private, so there's no way for us to get it. Her name was Bella Keeble, but there was footage of uh, David Starr and, and and an NXT referee asking a girl, I guess, to uh to do things to them. They ask a girl to bring her friends along who can who who can give them a quote unquote wet lay. I don't even know what the fuck that, that is. Just, that just sounds dirty. 
Like a wet lay. What kind of next level shit? Okay, well, we can't see it, and I wouldn't play it here anyway. No, nah, no. Nah. Paige's family was accused. That was someone who spoke up really quickly, but she regressed that shit. She immediately joined the, the, the speaking out thing, you know? Um, but uh, her family was accused of a lot of stuff, too, apparently. Yep. So let's see what the hell we got here. They basically said that uh, there was mistreatment, mental, physical, sexual abuse to female trainees being forced to get in the ring and be aggressive to the point where they were beaten. Um, one trainee groped a male's genitals as a joke. Uh, there was a, a case of a 14-year-old student who was asked to sexualize her appearance so she could be booked on shows. Uh, Soraya Nightpage's mom kissed a minor, allegedly. They try to convince trainees to have to participate in sex with 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 them, and uh, got declined. And uh, that same person, this uh, apparently they issued a statement to Bell to Bells. It was from Hannah Holmes, Alice Smith, and Aisha Raymond, and they said, "I've personally witnessed, along with many other female trainees, were made to get in the ring under instruction from head trainers within the family to show their aggression during the time that they would be physically beaten, not worked to be made an example out of in front of a room full of people." Women have also been brutally beaten in the ring during matches on a professional show by a female trainer who, when she quote-unquote felt like it or was quote-unquote having a bad day, she would physically assault her opponent where it would it would uh, no longer be a quote-unquote work and the girls would no longer be selling but would come out battered and bruised, crying and feeling helpless. There would be no explanation and were just left to feel like it was part of becoming a wrestler. One of the head female trainers also deemed it necessary to grab and grope men's genital regions for a laugh. Or again, if she wanted to make an example of someone almost as somewhat threat, all this form of abusing in the position of powers to make your trainees feel f- helpless, scared, and manipulated. So these are the accusations against the Knight family. Paige released a statement about this. Let's see what the hell this statement is. What's up, you guys? Um, I've not had my social media for the past uh, couple of weeks. Obviously, I, I told everyone on Twitch. It's just a very, it's very negative as of right now, but... I did want to just say a big thank you for everyone that's just supporting my mom and my family. They have just had this outpour of positivity and I, I just can't believe how much my family and my mom is, is loved. And I just want to say a big thank you for all the support you guys are given to my mom especially. You just don't realize how many hearts that my mom has truly touched. Um, in the wrestling world and in just the in just the real world, you know, and I just think that out of out of, just out of all of this in general, uh, it's bittersweet because my mom has had a shit ton of flowers sent outside her house. It literally looks like a florist outside of her right now. She's also had a bunch of people from all her training seminars and just friends in general and um, people that she's really inspired and helped and encouraged just make a bunch of videos for her put them on the internet and people take it over twitch saying i stand with uh saray and i and i just think we're just overwhelmed with how just amazing you guys have been and there is some positivity uh going around right now and i think that's wonderful so again on behalf of my family we want to thank you so incredibly much and um i'm going to post a, a couple of the things to show you what people are doing for her but thank you guys so much again we're smiling from ear to ear because my family just feel so loved what are your thoughts yeah i mean it's good that to see some see her at least 
happy the fact that so many people support her family and her mom. I mean, she said, like, that's a shoot when she said that this is literally in her blood. It's what we've been around her whole life. And it sucks that with this movement now that like we we haven't heard anything on whether these accusations are true or not. But that's it's, then the fact that somebody came forward, doesn't that make her just guilty? automatically no how not, dare not, you not. how dare you doubt or question or want or want there to be evidence or anything what you you, you must be pro-rape that must be it you must just you must be completely for people being assaulted because how dare you i can't believe as my co-host i can't believe that you would give her approval even though someone accused her of something <laughs> i'm unfollowing you just like my just like my dickhead loyalist <laughs> to me i'm following how dare you be a skeptic about something when you're reporting things that was why I know it scared me for a second, just for the record. But <laughs> How dare you be skeptical? We must be pigs. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, and God. and getting back to that a little bit, the people that are on following, I don't want you to think that I'm offended in that sense. I'm just offended that you didn't do it sooner. Because if you if that's the way that you've always been vibing, then you had no business in this community. Because we're not a community that's going to objectively, we can't objectively blindly follow anyone. We have to look at things for what they are. We're not saying that it is or isn't, but what we're saying is that everyone shouldn't be quick to jump one way or the other. There are some cases that are unquestionable that have proof and have the, but you can't always do that because people will, there is maliciousness for you to believe that everybody, that no one's malicious enough to do anything like that is absolutely fucking crazy. Like when we talked about the stuff with Enzo and the whole Enzo and Philomena thing, the fact that to this day, it got, it literally, that went on, it got worse and worse. Can't remember that should tell you. It's not always fucking real. And you know what? I'm saying that it isn't because at the end of the day, shooting for a second, I have a friend recently that went through a terrible situation. But guess what? She had every bit of evidence. She didn't wait five fucking years. She didn't wait for like a group mentality of everybody speaking up together. She didn't wait 48 hours before she said something. And And that's people need to understand that there is an accountability and we do get trauma and stuff like that but the most effective way if you want to actually speak out about something is to speak out fucking sooner like because get because at the end of the day realistically whether it is true or not the longer you wait the worse it's going to be yeah so i get it that there are cases of it but i just hate the fact that we're skeptics so when i got the unfollows or whatever people who just didn't want to support us anymore because i didn't want to blindly just accept every single situation i'm fine with that I, I think you, no matter how long you've been following me, you should go to hell. Don't look me up. Don't, don't become part of it because this community is for people who are open thinkers. We're not going one way or the other with our opinions. We're basically trying to look at it from an outside perspective. And for you, I, I have this whole thing of, oh, if you don't believe the people who are, if you don't believe the victims, unfollow me. Listen, if you blindly believe the victims, unfollow me. Because I don't blindly believe shit. I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm saying that looking at it objectively is better than a knee-jerk reaction. You can't go because with the page thing, everybody immediately stood with Soraya, but there's really no reason to stand with her more than anybody else. If everybody was accused, it's accused. You can't just pick and choose, which is what this is becoming. It's becoming an agenda-based movement. So if you're willing to just not look at something with the possibility that it might be the wrong thing, fucking unfollow me. I don't care. You cookie cutter ah. SJW snowflake fox, because that's what people are becoming in this world. They don't want to look at things; they just want to stand for something without even knowing if they truly fucking stand for it. That pisses me off. So I just stand wanted for to something because they fall by themselves. Yeah. So I wanted to make that really clear in regards to this entire thing. If you're gonna stand for something, stand for something that makes sense. Because guess what? Regardless of where the unfollows, we still gonna be here. We ain't going nowhere. So. 
Your yeah. follow, your your unfollow block or whatever changes nothing. Yeah, completely not. We had somebody that used to be a part of this community that that tweeted out basically saying that uh, they were kind of happy that we'd be losing our biggest platform in Mixer and that all of our sheepish followers would be losing. We're still here. First of all, we're not losing anything. Like, yeah, the Mixer, we we love the Mixer community. It sucks that it went that way, but we have enough faith in our community and the ability to just move. First of all, that wasn't our first chat room. If that was our largest community, it was our largest community because we chose for it to be our largest community. Why? Because we funneled everyone there from our previous podcast chat room. We've been in multiple chat rooms. We've been around for six years. Our platform does not define who we are. We love our platform, but we've gone to multiple chat rooms and the na- and the naive nature of someone to think that, oh, well, they're losing their platform. However inflated our chat room is, which we're by no means gigantic streamers, we're, we're, we're low tier here, but however much we've had in our chat room is because we were in contact with the people of our community who are very important to us, which understand that. And that's the reason why there was never a concern about, oh, we're losing our community. Our, our community that matters hasn't gone anywhere. And we get support from everywhere. So hearing that thing from this naive asshole. we get asshole, new people all the time. You know. And again, this is somebody who we released. So they, they claim that they weren't released, even though they blatantly, anyone who's been following week to week knows we stopped using them. And if they're so happy with their release, then why the hell are they constantly worrying about what we're doing? It's it's very simple because let's be real and if you're out there listening, hi, um, that person doesn't matter outside of here. They never mattered outside of here. They're never going to matter outside of here. So and that's they, why they have to talk about us and name drop us. By the way, thanks for the fucking plug, dumbass. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I saw I saw the whole thing because if they're going to use our name, then 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 it's going to come up there. You know, if and, more people know person, our name and theirs, and this person would have you believe that we we are. Uh, which I'm not going to disclose their their choices. Whatever whatever your choices on regards to sexuality or anything are yours, regardless of what my opinion is or regardless of what anyone's opinion is. We didn't cut this person loose because of what they are. We cut them loose because of all the things they aren't. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's just people that are underachieving, snowflake people like that we do not need. And if you happen to know anybody who has mentioned us recently on social media under negative uh, terms, then you know exactly what we're talking about. We don't give people names because they don't deserve it. It's more exposure than they get because they're saying we're losing our largest platform. At the end of the day, our smallest platform is bigger than any platform that they have ever had. So I don't know why in the world anyone will try to do that. And it's also a dick move. I love how people who are snowflake SJW and they fight for love and peace and all this shit. It's also a dick move to be happy that any platform goes down. Exactly. But it's allowed. This cancel culture shit is crazy. It's allowed. If you don't agree with someone's opinion, you could be happy about their platform dropping. Come on. What garbage. I'm really happy that we don't fuck with any of the people that we used to. People evolve and people grow. And I'm just going to say, I'm really happy we don't fuck with anybody like that, like the drama queens on here. People ask me what happened. You know what? Sometimes it can't be helped. Schedules change. People get sick and everything. But I'm honestly looking. I keep my eyes open on everything. And just full disclosure, there's not a single person that I have seen that I fucking miss being on here. I really don't. There's not a single person. I'm pre aside, pre's fun, pre's a sweetheart, love her. Aside from that, there's not a yeah, single pre, pre, person. Pre hangs out, which can't. I mean, shoot, there was um, not, not not to break into your story, mm-hmm. but there was a day. Full disclosure, pre 
shot me a message on Twitter just to see how I was doing okay. She does it all the time. She's great. Yeah, she, she just wants to check in just to make sure like is everything okay. Zone. Right. So everything, she's checking, yeah. just say hi. Make if sure we're doing all right. Time zone, she'd always be around. She'll always be a broncher. And there are other people like that. But honestly, when I look at the main panel here, there's not really a single person because you know what? At the end of the day, as much as we make jokes, some people's jokes in our past episodes were too toxic and some people's jokes were too dark and some people did go too far. There is a line that I'm able to walk that not many people, other people are able to. That sometimes I kind of felt that they would cross, but I wouldn't say anything on here. And I would try to just tolerate certain things I thought were not funny or were inappropriate, which is the reason why I changed that. And we sort of changed the tone of this entire thing. But I really look back at all of the stuff like that. And specifically, when I look at this person, he was the trigger for me. Almost everybody who we got from that other network that we were on was fucking garbage. That's the truth. Almost everybody, because we didn't ask them to come on. That's the thing. Aside from a couple of women that we've had on here, most people that have been on here, 99% of the people you've heard on here have asked to be on here. Not the other way around. I didn't go looking for them. They weren't looking for me. I have an example. You know, but you're a good example. You know, (laughs) you know, but a lot of these other people, like, you know, most of the people, I, I don't really look at that. Most of the people we got from that other network were fucking garbage. They needed to stay over there. They should go back over. I implore them, go put on your little fucking EM badges and fuck off. You know, the whole collective lot of you. I'm not even singling one of you out. I don't want to discriminate. You're all shit. And that's the reason why we 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 narrowed it down to the way that it is. So that's just a small example of the way that my opinion feels. I'm not missing or hurting for anybody. And when I look still, because these people still come up in my social media, some of our current listeners send us their stuff. When I look at the stupid, ignorant, knee jerk reactions that they have on Twitter and the way that they act and the way they all join this mob mentality and the way everybody's robble robbling and acting like shit. I'm glad you're fucking gone. Like I'm, I would be embarrassed. I would be making excuses for all these idiot asshole motherfuckers because you have to handle things objectively. You can't just be part of the angry mobs. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like it's it. And the funny thing is about it is, and I've heard you say this a thousand times. They're right where we left them. Yeah, I find most of the people I was wondering, I wonder what they're going to go on to do next. They didn't do shit. Like Conor McGregor says, you ain't going to do shit. Uh, you do fucking nothing, you literally. Do fucking you do nothing. fucking nothing. You've done fucking nothing. You wish that I wish that could be the title. You've done fucking nothing with your times. Oh my god. We, I mean, so I mean, spell that with the Irish accent to be F O O K. Yeah. So anybody who wished anything negative to our community, basically shitting on our chat room, shitting on the people, you could call me whatever. But when you call my people drones and stuff, you know what I mean? Don't do that. You know, you're gonna shit on our community for not having the same perspective on you. That's a good way to make us see your perspective. Falker, man, thank you for coming by. Catch yeah. the, uh, you could catch the rest on replay. We're gonna be, we're not doing that much more anyway. But yeah, catch the rest. Thank yeah. you for being here, sir. You've been yeah, great. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny because like when you mentioned the fact of like the followers. For for those of you out there running around, I'm gonna clarify something right now. It's been a long time since I shot on this fucking show. I'm about to shoot right now. Yeah, but but you know what? Before, but yeah, give, yeah, give me, yeah, I would say yeah, not, yeah, knock your thing out first. Cause yeah, yeah, just not, not even for me because I do want your shoot here. But I wanna I wanna uh, break this off for uh for 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 Facebook, which takes smaller smaller shows. So yeah, just give us a minute. We'll be right back. Yep, hang right tight. Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Talkbrunch.com. Served hot. Sorry, 
about the break there, guys. Full disclosure, since we're on so many platforms, despite what people wish would happen to us, our Facebook watch doesn't take videos usually higher than about three hours, which we've hit that limit now. I know in post-production it might be a little shorter thanks to the uh, the, the magic of post-production on iTunes and everything, but maybe not. That being said, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we break off, um, break it off into two for certain places and leave it as one file for other places, you know? Yeah, if you ever heard us do like game stream before we mentioned hitting that three hour mark, that's usually what we're talking about. Yeah, and it used to be that the three hour mark went over, but now it's just kind of like I just got to break the stream till we have that, that over there on Facebook. So sorry about that little intermission there. Uh, we're going to get back to the page stuff in a minute, but I do want to hear Destin's, uh, what, what Destin was talking about. Whew, it's been a minute since I shot on this show. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, as he alluded to, some people talking about drones followers let's take some of y'all newer people back when i first started listening to the show okay you just listen on a little app called tune in is you just throw the replays of oh, the place that talk runs originally was i found one of the groups of everybody of any kind of podcast of any kind of podcasting this man was the first person i ever interacted with literally just add him on facebook hey huge fan of the show just talking back and forth just just a little jibs and jabs here. Fanboying out. All right, full disclosure. I had my moments. But <laughs> the thing about it is, it's funny how somebody will use the term a drone. In other words, just, I just blindly follow. I just If I was blindly following, here's a little realization. I wouldn't be here because... Was, um. <laughs> was that the actual term? The drone? I, I I, I think it was, I, I, it was probably something along those lines. Oh, I'd have no idea. I was just asking. I get, again, I yeah. hear I hear hearsay because I don't even deal with with, with salty people like that. Yeah, it, it seems like it, it sounds like, it it seems like that's what they're alluding to. Yeah, like pretty much that. I'm like a blind, like blindly following the thing. If that was the case, here's a little uh, <laughs> here's a little fun part. I wouldn't be here because there were a numerous times when I was calling from a hot spot on a phone with a shitty Bluetooth headset that some people aren't built for this shit. In other words, I probably wasn't supposed to last in here. Guess what? Four or five years later, I'm still here. Yeah. This guy was calling and he only has a phone. He would literally call from his cell phone from, from outside locations in the street and, and just participate and contribute, which anyone's welcome to do, but he, he made it an effort and he, he was great. You know, he, he's great to have around. He turned out to be better than, than any of the, any of the people that were here and he outlasted them. And, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not grateful for any contributions, but when I see this kind of talk, when I see people on their social media and they're crying and they complain, they're retweeting all these different things. Look at this person. Look what this person says. Like people can't even stick to their convictions. You know, you got people saying, oh, I'm going to take a break because I can't I can't deal with all of social media. Their breaks barely last 72 hours. They're, they're fucking watching the entire time. It's like they're, 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 they're sick. They're unhealthy. They can't help but be on here and stick to this kind of shit. And it's what that what defines them as opposed to what Twitter should be, which is a networking platform where you use it as a tool to be able to get your content out and get reach out to your community. People make twi- Twitter the community. It's not just a, a tool they use for their community. Their whole community is on Twitter. When they're interacting with people, it's Twitter. When they're doing things, it's Twitter. When they're tweeting, they're tweeting on Twitter. It's like there's no further interaction than that. That's where it starts and where it ends. Most people that are healthy content creators are on here to promote healthy content. And the way to do that is through this. This is a means to do that. So, yeah, it, it gets on my nerves. Like, like When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, Rick, like, like, you know, let's, let's, take a little, let's take him back even a little bit further. Rick didn't tell me. Hey, stream Jurassic World Evolution. Rick didn't tell me, hey, stream for honor. Rick didn't tell me, hey, host the extreme rules pack. Well, that one you more suggested than anything else. A lot of that stuff was, hey, I want to do this. I want to try to do this. 
I got to this co-host. Keep in mind, people, I never asked for the co-host spot. I was surprised with the co-host spot. Yeah, he he earned it. Where's that? By the way, most other people did ask for it. And you know what? We had a person who was on here that asked, came to us and asked if they can host a post show. They wanted to host a WWE Women's Evolution post show. Yeah, it was Evolution. The only one fucking asked them to do that. Something that they wanted to do. And then when it came out like shit, they were salty about it. And it was giving giving that opportunity, but being critical of it is sort of what it's about to get better. But nope, that's not how it was seen. And like I said, it's just a joke to me. It's an absolute joke when I see people with these superhero personas acting like they're all righteous because they're fucking tweeting. <laughs> Step from behind that tweet and see how real things get. Like, ain't as easy when you, it ain't as easy when you can't just hit the block button. Like, yeah. So some people I realized are not built for how ugly reality really is but you know what it is a lot of their realities are so ugly that they rather conform to this one because this isn't our lifeline i love the show and i love everything but like i've told you many times dude when this is over the moment we end on here like i go about my life i have my girlfriend i have my my friends my things that i'm doing i you know there's this the, the weather's beautiful even if i have to wear a fucking mask or not you know i do all kinds of like everybody else a lot of these people that is it it's like at the end of the day the yeah. person who wished us who, who who basically wished that uh or was happy that our community that the mixer thing happened that person doesn't have anybody they don't even have the approval of their own parents let alone a community they don't have the approval of anybody like they're basically getting by they have no no uh partners in life or actual friends within within close distance or anything so they basically just inch by with the social media shit and that's what it really yeah. comes down to whether or not let's just say hypothetically god forbid it was the end of the community let's just say that oh well because for whatever technical reason because now mix is gone now we're all gone at least uh, we would have had a community to end right and even if we didn't it's like i still get my life i'm still going to be living i'm still i i, I live yeah. with um you know i don't talk about it too much but i'm but i'm lucky enough and a lot of people aren't i i I'm with the person I want to be with by choice. And I don't mean like, and there's no disrespect to general people, but sometimes people just wind up together. They're not looking at anything. But I have to say that like, you know, partner wise and appearance wise, I couldn't be more satisfied with the things that are happening in my life outside of this platform. So I almost take offense when someone makes it almost feel like there's nothing else when it's really the reason they're focusing on us is because there's nothing else for them. If this whole shit went down tomorrow in, uh, I guess more direct crude terms i'd still be getting off of here having my fun banging my girl <laughs> you know living my <laughs> life playing my, you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like don't act like it's the alpha and omega i love our community i love everything i do and i put as much as i humanly can into it but when i hear people oh fuck those guys because they're gonna lose their biggest platform we move our platform with us that's the strength of this community that's the reason i don't go for follow for follow and i don't go for huge numbers because i rather build something and have a personal connection with our community than to have something that's that's like that where now you can't get a hold of these people and you can't move together and you can't do something else and you can't build together Everyone in our community is, contributes to it. They're all part of the entire big picture, not just me. All of the guys that are out there, Willie V2 and EB Gamer and George and, you know, every 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 last person that you see. Shane, who's that, been on should, the show several Shane, times. Shane, who like, calls in all the time. Uh, Quest, who's always out there. You know, Mark710. All of these guys that you constantly see that are coming in and out of here, that are around, have a big part of our community. Yeah, they you all know? pitch in. You know, everyone these and the people who listen on demand that's message us on the side, like the Thomas Garcias of the world and 
you know, just everyone. I don't want to sit here. I feel like if not, like if I don't name somebody it's because I forgot them. Pre who I know still lists yeah. everybody. Believe, believe me, we didn't forget about you guys. We didn't we forget just... about anybody. You know, I'm just trying to name I mean, names. We still have Marceline who listens. She listens on the man. She's still in contact yeah. with She's part of the damn community. We have tons of people. Well, Marceline that, you know, pops in with you. I'd rather like... know people personally and have like a connection in the community that we grow with than to fucking have what they're basically saying. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you're, I'm so glad that they lost their mixer. Yeah, you know, well. Okay, come find us on Twitch, bitch. Like, yeah. Then you wouldn't be allowed in here. Banned here too. You know, unless I forget you got banned. It's like at the end of the day, it's just like I mean, for I'll God's sake, talking much. about talking about lives outside of here. Yeah, some of y'all kind of understand. There's been times where when you see me and when you hear me and Rick on the air Monday, Sunday, and Wednesday, that's the only interaction we've had with each other. Yeah, we don't have that like because we're always doing. We always sometimes do it. There's been times where I'll sometimes well, well, I'll sometimes not hear from Rick for almost a week straight, and it's not even that big of a deal. It's just like all right, he's doing his thing. When I get off here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have other things I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have like, like I have a week I'm excited about laid out for me and my girl. You know, so a lot of the time, I'll, there are days, and this is no disrespect to the community, but there are days that I don't want to spend my entire Monday putting this together, and I'd rather just hang out with my girlfriend and just be a lazy shit, which I've never done in six years. Not one time in six years have I ever not put this program together. Okay, I think the one Monday that I missed, which I made up, was because there was a literal emergency. But I've never decided I'd rather be asleep. Or I'd rather be drinking if I still drank or anything like that, you know. So, yeah, I do take personal offense when this person said that. You know, there was that Rick and Morty episode where they landed on that planet, the, the planet where of Cobb, where everything was on the Cobb. Well, I'll tell you this. Everything may be on the Cobb, but not this fucking show. <laughs> not today. You know, we don't have garbage here. We don't have garbage <laughs> shit people here toxic shit people who and that's the reason that's the danger of these movements and this sjw and all this other stuff they disguise themselves they're like the scroll you know they're like the scroll of the creed they disguise themselves and fucking uh and they they hide among you pretending to be part of your ranks and pretending to be sweet cookie cutters when they're scumbags underneath it, it, they don't even know that they're scumbags. I, look, I look at it the same way um paranormal people tell you about the ouija board you open that gate you're gonna let what you wanted but and also yeah. the bad's gonna anyone, come in too. Anyone who needs to know knows what, what people were talking about, but I'll just say that if you're if you're dealing with the person, I implore you, you should the way you want follow people for being unfollowed this person. They're scumbag low life, and that's the reason why we took the initiative to get rid of people that are garbage. Because all I'm saying, when it comes to that one person, guarantee if a particular con- uh, particular conversation when it went a little different, wouldn't be that much happiness. I had to pull people off the air for being too drunk years before this the same people who are passing judgment had to be pulled off the air for being too intoxicated to handle their shit so these same people when no one else was giving them a chance because they were let go from another network when no one else was giving them a chance this person i'm being careful this person was offered offered hey look we don't want to see you out there with nothing come on board over here and see what you can do we'll help you in any way you can and that's the gratitude that they were given you know what I mean? That we were given for someone who we basically tried to pull out of a shitty low place because they were cut loose from somewhere else. And then they, they managed to, uh, you know, it, it's just crazy. It's like it's like the symbiote. Yeah. And yeah, George, I mean, sometimes you got to have a drink. But I mean, sometimes you don't want to be on there talking about some. Yeah, yeah you don't want to. But not only that, just being just being like we, we've had to come in and save people who have fallen apart. So it's funny when people that like the, the lack of gratitude, it just shows to me those are the true colors when, when somebody acts like that. You know, it's just sad. It's really sad and it's really unprofessional. So when I hear people judging us when they were given chance after chance, it just shows how disgusting they are. 
without even realizing that they're disgusting. And yeah, every now and then I'm going to use this platform to rant a little bit because it has to be done. This is a full disclosure. So, so, sometimes, so, some of y'all got to understand, sometimes we got to blow off steam. <laughs> so I, so I, I don't like when people consider us anything. Don't consider me Republican, Democrat. I'm not homophobic. I'm not transphobic. I'm not racist. I've been called it all on here. You know, now I'm I'm against the speaking out. I've been against the me too. It's not anything like that. It's subjectively speaking, just trying to keep everybody's feet on the fucking ground and looking at things and allowing courts and laws and systems to be implemented into places that handle things. So I do get a little bit annoyed when I hear stuff like that from spineless people like that, completely spineless wastes of space. Who have given not even a sixteenth of what even I have given to this freaking show. Persons in their 30s doesn't have a single fucking job on their resume, not a single ounce of accomplishment to civilization, no contribution to the fucking world, constantly talking about politics without ever paying fucking taxes. You know, you have to have a job to pay taxes. You know what I mean? Get out of your fucking parents' house before you judge everybody. That's the kind of shit that bothers me. And that doesn't mean that if you're in your parents' house or if you're being taken care of, then I'm judging you. But at the same time, if you're someone who's doing all of that shit while trying to talk politics, fuck off. You're talking politics from behind a a keyboard on social media with barely an ounce of fucking work. Everyone thinks that doing shit at their own pace means doing whatever you want and then trying to make it work. If somebody says that they're a writer, but they're only writing for themselves, then that shit is a hobby. You're not writing shit. That doesn't make money. It doesn't pay the bills and the economy that you're so fucking concerned about. If you were so fucking concerned about the economy, then why wouldn't you be smart enough to acknowledge the fact that your fucking hobby is not paying for any of the contributions to the taxes that run the fucking economy that you're so fucking concerned about. That doesn't make any sense to me. At the end of the day, people that criticize Donald Trump, whether they're right or wrong, the reality is you shouldn't criticize him if you're doing less than him, even from the scale of fucking paywall that you're up to, even from the social status that you have. If you're doing less, fuck you, you hypocrite. Fuck. That was nice. If y'all only understood how long I've been waiting to do this shit. <laughs> Oh god, you ever smile so hard it hurts? Like holy shit! Like to, to put it into perspective, like I'm sitting in front of probably six, seven hundred dollars worth of shit. Guess what? Nobody had to buy me this shit. He put the effort, you know. And like I said, that's the reason why with this particular person, that's this show will never be on the cob. We're not corny, you know. Not- like I said, I think I've given enough hints about what we're talking about. But yeah, for anybody to just undermine us or talk shit about us when we when we cordially just stepped away. Not like we've ever said anything bad. We just cordially said to each other, this person's disgusting. Let's get away from this disgusting person. But still handled it cordially, regardless of our opinion. To get treated that way from a garbage person who, 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 who we basically utilize the majority of their time with us, I don't even care. And when they're, uh, when they're, when they're new, uh, when his new buddies feel like, realize that he's not quote unquote one of them. He's going to wind up getting the fuck out of there, too. And the only reason why that why whatever he does works out is because it's minimalized, minimalized into almost nothing, minimized into almost nothing. Garbage. So if you've learned anything from this basically two man rant, if you go come for the king, don't miss because we don't really don't because I'm not the rest of the people on here where I'm worried about how opinions are going to affect me afterwards or who's going to say what we let this piece of shit run a fucking comic show on here just to try to give him the experience that he needs to get his shitty dreams off the fucking ground and he wasn't able to do it garbage when, when I have to come on to a comic show and I know jack shit about comics and somehow save it that's a problem yeah so we're brutal we, on we, here. we only but get the only... show but I'll never forget that day as long as I live coming home and I'm like can you jump on the show and I'm like wait a minute I don't know shit about you jump on the show yeah we digressed very far in regards to our the <laughs> but but this, fun, all, this all started though because at the end of the day when we have opinions on things and they're a little bit controversial even if we present them respectfully we're treated like shit 
you know, you either have to have the same opinion nowadays as others or they automatically hate on you. And I and it pissed me off that I gave somebody a platform here to try to do what they wanted to do. And even having differences from that person still try to remain open to their views and still try to let them be a part of their community and have them and let them have their opinions, whether I agreed or not. And I just wasn't good enough. What the what the fuck more do they want out of life? The best thing that comes out of this is when, when this person inevitably fucking hangs themselves or whatever the fuck they do to themselves. I don't have to have a tribute on here. Because they're not Nobody part of this no bells Because honestly, that was one of my biggest fears on here. I always thought, oh, I hope that this crazy motherfucker doesn't wind up killing himself. And then we have to talk about it. <sighs> I'm not saying, and to disclaimer, I'm not saying I hope that he did. I was worried that he would. And <laughs> it not being my problem anymore is all that I'm saying. I'm not wishing harm upon him as he did to our community inadvertently. I'm just saying that... uh Wish he, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not wishing he would, but I was worried all the time. Every time I saw something, I was like, oh, man, I hope that, you know, and I don't like to have people on social media when they sound depressed. I have to worry about having a fucking tribute episode. Fuck off. Let somebody else have that tribute episode now. I'm not being quiet. I'm just sipping coffee, guys. I'm not I'm not really I'm not really upset about this. I just I'm just conveying my feelings in a way where it's like, it, it was something. It, it was, this is the best thing that needed to come out for a minute. Like it's it's been a lot people. OK, with some of these like past people. It has been a lot of shit. We have a Discord. We talked about it last week. I'm going to start using the Discord because I know a lot of people listen to the show mainly for the wrestling stuff. I'm going to uh, start putting stuff in in uh, post on the Discord when we have to talk directly about someone who's disruptive or harassive to our community like this person has been. Uh, we could talk about it and be more vocal on there and not waste the airwaves on this. I just wanted yeah. uh, this to come out because there has been a lot of vocal shit going on and it has been getting on my nerves. Believe me, George, it'd be, it'd, 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 this person wishes they were Vince Russo. Yeah. Vince do so. <laughs> <laughs> In the previous iteration, I had to give you the long way for a joke drop, but now nah, it's cool. It's now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like oh, I said, okay. the fact that they had the time to badmouth me, you know, while I'm essentially a milestone and we don't, we're not even well, the same show. Those done same people. Yeah. Where I'm a milestone in this person's life and level of accomplishments. When you look at their, uh, what's that shit that people use when they're looking for jobs? It's like an online resume. Craigslist, no, I'm kidding. Uh, in <laughs> their LinkedIn or their whatever yeah, the LinkedIn, fuck, I don't know what indeed. it is. They're, whatever one he has, this garbage has us listed as an occupation. You know what I mean? As a former occupation, he has his last podcast listed as a former occupation. All of his occupations are fucking former podcasts. You little prick. Oh God! Full disclosure, anybody out there? If you ever get, if you ever hear it in the background, every time we get to pop the audience, I get a, it's like a ray of sunshine. All right, it's a mini goal every fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh God! Not that all of a sudden I feel a thousand times better. Holy shit! It's too much, you know. Yeah. It, like, like I said, it's just unbelievable. I don't want to waste too much more time on this. I think that we wasted enough. I feel like if I move on, I'm going to be, I'm going to forget and be like, oh shit, something else that I wanted to say, but it's already been about 20 <laughs> minutes since we've gone here. But no, I'm just saying at the end of the day, I love my community. And what made me address it this time, because this person's always talking about it, was the fact that they, they almost took pleasure in uh, shitting on us, like on, on our guys, our chat room guys that I, that I enjoy and everything. It was the fact that they came for, when I say all of us, I mean all of you in the chat right now. Everybody who listens to us on demand, this person literally came for every last one of us. And a few times we turned the other cheek, and this time I just wasn't going to. I'm not allowed to get somebody who, it's it's like, I'm not going to give you more chances than your family is giving you right now. I'm not allowed to let somebody who's like a washed up freaking, they call it a failure to launch when you're that age and you can't even get out of your house. You're a fucking failure to launch. Like, 
the, you right. only get so anywhere. many free shots before we swing back. And keep in mind, this is tame, okay? And this person it, is always on, and I'm glad I, I kept going because this person's always on social media talking about uh, comic books and shit, and, you know, or, or I'm going to I'm gonna rewatch Batman the Animated Series for the fucking 20th time, or I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to do a marathon of this. Or I'm going to, I'm going to binge watch. It's like, dude, no one else has the fucking time to marathon and binge watch and party with all of the other fucking things. You know what I mean? Like you could, why don't you binge being productive? You know how long it's been? Like I, I the, the fact I think uh, this past week I got I got to get through the first I got to binge watch the first two seasons of Attack on Titan. You know how amazed I was that I got through both of them with no interruption. Yeah, because I haven't had that much time, and I don't know how long. Like forty something episodes worth of shit. I was like, what? I've seen lesser things released on women's asses be more productive than him. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like, how dare he? You know what I mean? I couldn't think of, I couldn't have a lower opinion. I'm not just saying it because of stuff. I Because again, the chicken or the egg, we can say in this case it was the chicken. Because I couldn't think lower of him when I stopped using him. I couldn't have a lower opinion overall. And what I hate about today's society is I know most people who spoke to me privately have felt that way, but don't want to say anything. Because in the new world, we just, we just pacify people like that. You shouldn't. Let him know he's shit. Let him know he's shit. Write it down. No, I'm kidding. I started to reach... <laughs> but like, I digress. Don't hate on someone's community just because they share a different opinion for you. And don't be happy that people wound up having to leave a platform by something that wasn't their fault. That's a disgusting thing. That's that's the only reason why this rant was that brutal. I'm sorry for anyone yeah. that wasn't interested in it. But yeah, don't be a fucking garbage person. Just go back into obscurity. You know, concentrate on building an actual community before you bash anybody else's. Like like if for some reason, God forbid, I ever want to believe in this, you'd never hear me bash this place. Because this place has been so fucking good to me. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I said, it's 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 terrible. It's really terrible. And everything that's the way that it is right now is by choice, aside from the changing community. Let's get back onto point though here. Back onto the entire speaking out thing. Yes, we have our our skeptical perspective on it. We don't believe every single person. The page situation is a perfect example, uh, with her and her family. Uh I'm gonna look here because Apparently, when she was on the Stone Cold show, which is, I believe, what that shot is for, she brought up a very interesting story about her family, which didn't age well in regards to the proof of the way that they are. I don't remember this story, but we'll see. What's the story with uh, with Daniel Bryan? Because I've enjoyed oh, his yeah. presence on the show uh, because <laughs> so he's not been working. His book is out right now. I'm putting a plug out. Okay, we will enjoy this story, too. Um, she already knows the story. But he actually, I met him back in 2003. And, uh, you know, what was I? 11? I, I can't yeah. count <laughs> for some reason right now. Anyway, um, so I met him then and he came over and there, it was like one of those um, shows where there's like three in a row, you know, where he did like three matches in one night. And uh, he walks in and he like, so no one picked him up from the airport. This is in his book, but they're not named in it. But this is definitely about my dad and brother. Anyway, uh, he w- he walked into the locker room, and uh, he had to make his own way there. And the, this, he was like, I just see these two guys, and one's holding another guy behind the back like this, and the other one's like punching him in the stomach like this. And he just thought, oh, laugh and joke is probably a British thing. So he goes like, hey guys, hi, I'm I'm Brian, da da da. And then they, my dad turns around and goes, hey, how you doing? I'm Ricky Knight, like that. And then carries on punching this guy in the stomach. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then, like, he leaves, come back in, and then he's <laughs> he sees my dad and my brother dangling this guy out the window by his feet. They were like four stories in the air. So, um, and then he was just like, oh laughing and joking again and then uh mal mason comes up and he said he had like a bunch of people come up to him and was just like i'm so sorry about tonight and um he was just like what are you talking about he, he thought it was just because you wrestle like had to wrestle three days in a row uh, three times in a row and he was like oh no it happens all the time in america and he was just like wait what and he was like what are you talking about he like, what are you talking about he's like, so, then he explained to him like that was actually like james wasn't a great about my mom so like they're very protective like we're a very protective family especially over this one but I've enjoyed it. Well, it, it so they, they were pretty uh, uh, aggressive protecting you back in the day. It was my brothers mostly. Um, There's my brother Asa too. But my brothers Zach and Roy, oh my gosh. They, so, okay. So if I have boys, especially my my dad would have my uncles come around and they'd give me like trash bags and be like, go give this to your boyfriend. I'm like, why? Because he messy around, mess around with you. That's what he's going to end up in. I'm like, I can't give him this. But then they made me do it. I was like, this is what you're going to end up in if you hurt me. But like, <laughs> there was one, one time... Um, uh, one of the one of my brother's friends and and the, he was very overly flirtatious with me and he just wouldn't leave me alone like all night and I'm trying to run this bar you know like I'm trying to like do, like pull these drinks and stuff like that and this guy won't leave me alone so my brother just grabs a pool cue and smacks around the head with it and this guy's eyes he fell down come back up and he was like sorry Roy I didn't mean to flirt and he, like they respected my brother so much that they were like they were like okay like I pushed the line Zach did it once and uh, this guy wouldn't leave me alone one of his friends again. And it was in the middle of the mall, and he, he called me. He's like, hey, Ray, you should probably come to the mall. I was like, why? He was like, well, I got, what's his name, um, in the mall right now. I was like, right? He was like, yeah, um, I punched him. He's on the floor. You should probably get in here because he wants to kiss your feet. I was like, he's not going to kiss my feet, Zach. He can't kiss my feet. Like, So because he, he like did something like rotten to me. So they're very protective. My brother Asa grabbed ice from a pond, and like there's, there's my boyfriend at the time, and just hit him around the head with it. I was just like... I could never have fun. Like, I couldn't go out to clubs because my brothers knew everyone, every bouncer, so they were all just like this looking at me, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. Like, I'm just going to go home. But, yeah, now I now I look after them. Okay. I think that uh-huh. account was also in Daniel Bryan's book or whatever, like she was saying on there. I mean, that's not just family being family, the punching guy in the stomach and hanging him out the fucking window like Suge Knight did, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Anybody want to be a star? Come to night family role. And we're not allowed to have that perspective anymore. There's just family being family. You know, everybody has to be guilty of everything. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, it, it just gets on my nerve. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That could be either way. I don't know if there was there was anything that happened in regards to that. That's the point. We don't know. Yeah. We do know that uh Soraya Knight has left wrestling, right? Yeah, she has called it. She called it quits. Yeah, I mean uh that's uh that's pretty big when you think about it i mean i've been watching yeah. i've always said on here i've been watching her since uh she was probably about the age pages now i remember when she had pages a kid in her her team and everything you know uh, yeah the night fans around a long time let me see i'm trying to bring up her what she put here she says so for the last three days i sat wondering what exactly is needed to satisfy this bloodthirsty haunt my life you want me to die you think by pushing buttons i'm going to lie there and just take it firstly i refute any statements regarding kissing a minor that's fucking sick and if norfolk police wants to come and chat to me about it i fucking welcome it where was the parents during this apparent act 10 years old at a show alone i don't think so i hope you have good lawyers i will i will welcome any police inquiry into this matter 
I absolutely deny this. Yes, man, we were talking up to April this year. Why didn't you say you came to my gym just before lockdown during training, cuddled me? You and Alice came in in front of 30 people. I don't get it. Aisha, we didn't get on. We fought hard. You gave as good as you got. You didn't back down. We argued like equals. As far as I'm concerned, you are entitled to whatever opinion you have of me. You were no shrinking violet. Uh, Alice, I'm shocked. I've always loved you. This has hurt bad. In fact, everyone that has written something, no matter whether true or false, right or wrong, has had plenty of time to approach me. Why wait all this time? I think, you see what I mean? I agree with that. She says, I will be stepping away with immediate effect. I will be deleting all social media. You can attack me via sweetsariathotmail.com. I'll be happy to forward everyone's point of view to my solicitor. I'm sure, as you can see, the business will be in great hands. And for every, and for every yin, there is a yang. I know that this is now going to crescendo but it's okay there are two sides to every story remember that thank you for 30 years i am done i cannot believe that i'm being attacked in this fucking insane way i am walking away because i'm heartbroken not because i'm being forced to i cannot stomach even being around wrestling i have got fuck all to hide i have done fuck all to warrant this i train hard i have trained everywhere made more of my money in training than wrestling i am such a bad teacher you girls can fucking go that's no co- that, that's no coincide i cannot accept this and i won't I am seeking legal advice. Any allegations now, please forward to the Norfolk police. So, uh, this is what I'm talking about, though. You know, she feels falsely accused. Are we supposed to believe Soraya Knight? Are we supposed to believe the victims automatically here? It's a woman now. Things are different. The perspective is different. The the dichotomy is different. No one is is firing right away because she was, uh, I think, paid with vocal and encouraging people to do the speaking out until her family got spoken out about, you know, so... It again. It it just surprises me how this was done. I don't want to go too far into off of wrestling, but Angry Joe he had an accuser come forward and then he shut her down. He he showed proof, presented proof that nothing had ever happened, and this user wound up deleting her account and everything and hiding. Yeah, couldn't and handle it. There were few people who have who have uh, been debunked already, which is all I'm saying that you have to look at this for what it is and not choose a side without any kind of investigation of yourself. Apparently, Ringside News was sent an email from a wrestler from the AWS email account from December 3rd of 2005. And uh, they don't know who from the Knight family was saying this, but they said, see, you have been doing the wrong guys. You should you should do the booker to get booked. I like sexual favors. He, 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 he. And then they said, now, don't get all upset and an attitude for I'm joking with you, but at the same time, I'd fuck you like you have not been fucked before, my friend. Uh, nah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. Again, look at how old the fucking email is, though. You know, I hate to say it, but 2005? Y'all know it's 2020, right? 15 <laughs> fucking years ago. It's like Splinter. 15 years ago. Oh, my God. A vial of ooze. It's like, what the fuck? 15 <laughs> fucking years ago? <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. I'm reluctant with certain things. Sammy Guevara, poor guy, yeah. released an apology statement for something that he did fucking several years ago. Something he said, not even something that he did. He didn't do anything. But I guess we're, we 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 hashtag fucking speak out on, on even verbal mistakes that people make. Okay, um, I just wanted to get on here real quick and just say. Uh, there's going to be no vlog today, and there's going to be no vlog for a while. I'm going to take a hiatus from social media in general. Um, I just want to apologize to anybody I, I let down, to Sasha, to anybody I hurt with my words. Um, 
you know, it just sucks because 2016 me is not me today. 2020 me would never say those kind of hurtful things that I did in 2016. I used to think it was funny to do some kind of shock humor to pop the room I'm in, but um, wait for this ambulance to pass. I uh, I thought it'd be funny, man, to do do that kind of humor, this this uh, shock shock humor, and uh, it, it's not. You know, I learned along the way. A lot has happened in four years of my life. I know a lot of people think four years is not that much time, but if you look at how much has happened to me in my life, from wrestling in the middle of nowhere in Texas to wrestling all around the world to wrestling in different countries to wrestling on TV for AEW, it, it so much has happened to me in four years. And one of the things that's happened is is uh, is me growing, man, as a person. Um, I understand now that the words I say can impact people more than I'll ever understand. They can hurt people more than I'll ever realize. And uh, that's why you will not catch me saying these kind of hurtful things now in 2020. Uh, 2016 me is a very different me. And that's not an excuse. I still said those things and I'll still pay for those things. Um, but that's not me. And... Uh, I think along these four years, more than anything, I feel like what I've done is I've grown as a person and I've become better. And uh, just know whenever I do come back, I will be better. Um, I'm gonna do sensitivity training and I'm gonna be a better version of myself. And uh, so again, sorry for anybody let down uh, and to Sasha and to anybody I hurt. Uh, I will be back until then, um, you know, yeah, take it easy. You know, I'll see you when I see you. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for this dude, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 2016? Like, really? He oh, even God, said himself, like... 2016 Sammy Guevara is not 2020 Sammy Guevara. But we, we can't, uh, we can't have that. You know? Well, Sammy, hope to see you soon. Because <laughs> mm. we, 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 you don't got to apologize to us. I think he did the right thing, but I just think that he's getting the wrong reaction. Like people, there's almost no incentive to be sorry when when the world fucking permanently condemns you. And the bad part about it is, that people out there are gonna say that, oh, that wasn't genuine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, now we gauge how genuine it is too. That apology wasn't good enough. Well, fuck a whole fuck been apologizing for fucking five years now. Some of y'all still gonna let it go get it over. Like, mm. well, good luck, Sammy. Yeah. So Marty Skrull was also accused, right? His situation is a little bit more complicated than the others, just because it's not late enough at night for me. So uh, apparently this girl who was 16 years old at an IPW event bumped into him outside of the venue. And uh, Marty suggested that him and her go back to a hotel and fuck, literally. And uh, basically she says that it was an independent small hotel and that once they got inside of the room, it was empty, quiet hall when he sat on a chair and he basically got himself out and asked her to blow him. And she did. And then after a little while, he found a, a cupboard opposite of the room full of sheets. And he took her in there and got her to stand up with her underwear pulled down. And the whole time he was getting in position to have unprotected sex with her. I'm not going to get into too much more detail than that, but I will say that, uh, 16 over there, not defending, but 16 was the age of consent. And he basically was saying that uh, he that he was unaware of her age. However, in his country at the time, 16 was the age of consent. Um, the same person actually alleged that she was uh, 
She was raped by Dan Elder before this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's so much here that, um, I, again, I don't want to go either way with the accuser, but just for the record, he hasn't broken any law. This is a question of morality here more than more than anything. Right. Because, like, in our country, it's 18. Over there, it's 16. And uh, he made a statement where he basically said that he was unaware of her age. He didn't deny that it happened. He said that he found out her age afterwards, you know. Oh, Jesus. He, let me see if I can uh, find what he said exactly. He said, in 2005, after a wrestling event in the UK, I had a brief consensual sexual encounter with a woman. In that moment, uh, oh, what's up? What's up, Ashley? In that moment at a bar, in those circumstances, I had no cause to question her age. I don't say any of this lightly or to seek absolution from my ignorance. Although I did not become aware of her age until after the encounter, the reality of the age disparity is not lost on me. I understand that although our encounter was technically legal in the UK, my lack of judgment that evening has disappointed many fans. This week, the woman I'm referencing bravely shared her stories of abuse she experienced while attending wrestling events during the time period. My name has been included in one of these recollections she has shared. I can only speak to what I know to be true and my own actions. It is my understanding that this woman continuously supported our sport through her attendance at events, seminars, and training sessions, and as an industry, we failed her. I cannot begin to understand the difficulty she must be experiencing, and in that spirit, I ask you to please continue to respect her privacy. My immediate priority is to seek forgiveness for unknowingly contributing to a culture that for too long has promulgated ego over humanity and hurt many along the way. For those of us with a voice that can reach beyond our own doorsteps, it is our shared responsibility to be better and do more. The system must change to protect the vulnerable and provide an ecosystem where female fans and athletes can engage and participate safely. The time is now as a person who has been identified as part of the problem. I am unreservedly committing to part of the solution. In a very short term, I am looking to work within the industry to create better security protocols at events to provide a safe environment for all fans. Words are no longer enough. Action is needed. Uh, and so first of all here, yeah, he took accountability. She was legally his age in his country. And like Stasis pointed out, she did all of that other shit without any expressing any discomfort. Like, like he asked for oral sex and she obliged him. It's just, it's murky territory. This is the reason I'm not, I, I would never condone sexual assault, but I'm just saying, so she, she's been assaulted multiple times and, uh, and keeps winding up going to these hotels repeatedly which still doesn't condone it but just makes her foolish for doing so and then she she's willingly performing to an extent with the person which is a very similar case in a lot of these stories yeah like you know I mean? he she went to the hotel he didn't force her to go and then there's sometimes where they were they were in it's almost like this were happening for weeks or months or whatever and it's it's such a strange paradox because people that are young want to be given the responsibility of being treated like adults. But then the moment that they need to fuck somebody over in certain cases, they'll be quick to go back and call how young they were when they made poor decisions as an adult's responsibility. So what do you do? It's again, I'm not saying it's right either way, but I'm just saying that it's it's complicated either way. You know, yeah. that being said, Ring of Honor decided they, they said, uh. As Ring of Honor, we pride ourselves on the respectful and inclusive environment we have built, one that ensures all employees can work in a place where they feel safe and respected. We take these matters extremely seriously and have zero tolerance policy when it comes to this type of behavior. Ring of Honor has launched an immediate investigation into the claims made against its currently contracted wrestlers. We will update you on the investigation once it concludes. 
So, uh, because there were other wrestlers in Ring of Honor that were accused of different things. So, uh, Ring of See, Honor. They didn't just knee jerk and fire somebody right out. Exactly. They, they, so, they, Ring of Honor listened to what the Speaking Out movement had to say, but at the same time, they did not have a knee jerk reaction in that instance. They want to investigate it, which is all I'm imploring anyone to do. Is in some cases, time and look in, into a, this stuff. in a lot of cases, to simply just keep your eyes open, you know? Yeah. It's not that hard. No, it isn't. It really isn't. But automatically, by us saying that we're promoting negativity, we're promoting all this other shit, and, and that's not the case, you know? I'm going to try to get through a lot of these as fast as possible because we're going to need to wrap up here. Matt Riddle, more stuff came up about him. Uh, apparently, there was this woman um, named Jane, Jamie Senegal who came forward to back Candy Cartwright's statement about him in regards to their relationship. And I saw text messages where it was going back and forth where he was looking for somebody to uh, to get laid with. The two of them even put up a picture of each other years ago saying you were dead to me. And they said that that picture, that little selfie they took together was them celebrating in reference to Matt Riddle. They, they presented a lot of proof of text messages and stuff uh, of things that he said. Like I said, I don't have as much time to get into all of that as I would like, unfortunately. Anyone who's interested can tell me what they'd like us to elaborate on next week. Um, apparently, they said that there were a point where there was a girl wrestler from an indie company. And he walks out and he basically starts talking to a few of the women there. And there was a WWE legend that was standing there with his booker. And um, basically, this girl started to cry. And she said that uh, that they went over and asked if everything was okay. And she start, she stated, quote, that he told her that he is the next big thing in wrestling and that if she'd like to come to his room, she would be able to practice and talk about it. And he grabbed her ass, which he saw, and he had to hear how this would not be tolerated. Um, like I said, there's a bunch of other stuff. Darby Allen was accused of manipulation in his last relationship, holding things over people's heads to gain power over them. Uh, Joey Ryan got fired from Impact, and they took him off of all previously taped content. Um, being the Elite erased him from all of the Being the Elite episodes. Pretty much anywhere that's had anything to do with Joey Ryan, just... Yeah, I think no matter what I do, like no matter how I try to fucking speed run this, there's so many freaking allegations here. Keith Lee, did you hear Keith Lee came forward? Yeah, I think I heard something about briefly that he came forward, something that happened to him. What the fuck? Wait a minute, let me see what the hell this is. <laughs> Everyone, huh? I'm going to share a story with you that very, very few know. I w- I'm watching Friends and Associates speak out. And I noticed how much strength. For the- anyway, I cannot lock down the time frame because of how hazy it was for me. However, I was living in Texas during a time, perhaps 2016, 17. I was in Dallas, visit family, Fam- unfamiliar with the atmosphere eventually. Uh, but the vibe kept him interested. He went to sing a song and a young lady asked him to sit with him. He was alone. He was lonely in mind. And he welcomed her. They went on and talked about the beauty of music and books, random philosophies in life. It was a pleasant conversation. He often said that he's oblivious when someone's interested in him, and he would have to concur that he did not realize the interest until she blatantly expressed it, to which he declined because he was taken at the time. She was disappointed, but still pleasant. She would continue to make passes throughout the night, citing all that she wanted to do to him, and he politely declined and explained that he enjoyed her company, but that chat couldn't continue and then he offered to buy her a drink as an apology before he headed to the restroom she declined and said that she'd buy him one because she enjoyed the song so much and then he went to the bathroom and expressed gratitude and went to put a song before heading for the bathroom and he returned to fresh drinks and they continued discussing the types of training that he'd do and he 
and he tried to get her to sing, but she would act all shy in the client, saying she enjoyed listening to others but didn't want to attract attention on her. He even offered to help with Bohemian Rhapsody as kind of his go-to when people were nervous about karaoke, and he tried inviting... Uh, he tried to be inviting, and, this, and the singing is pure fun. Unfortunately, it's right about there that things become extremely fuzzy for him because no matter how much he racks his brain, all he finds himself able to recall is struggling to make it to the stage, and he recalls waking up naked in a hotel room. He doesn't even recall if it was his own room, confused and in a panic, and fortunate enough to have his credentials and wallet and such, but who knows what all he lost. To this day, he doesn't know what happened. He's tried to forget about it ever since, but he... He tells the story so people understand that anyone can be a victim, anyone, and it's why he randomly stopped drinking, and it remains such a rarity to this day. Good Lord. Oof. I don't know what the fuck to say about that. Right? I got, I got, I got nothing. All right, man. Damn. Jeez. Anyway. You were right. You were right. I did get worse. Good Lord. Moving along, Dave Lagana, also somebody who was accused, apparently, I guess. Yeah. He released a statement where he basically said that uh, Liz Savage accused him on Twitter post of sexually assaulting her uh, a decade ago. And uh, him and her were friends for a total of about five to seven years before and after the alleged assault. And they first met at a wrestling show sometime between 2006 and 2008 when she introduced him as an independent wrestler. And he he takes her allegations seriously because the first time he became aware of her allegations was last week when she made them public. And he takes them so seriously that he voluntarily stepped down from his position as vice president of Lighting One Inc. and its company, the National Wrestling Alliance, after learning of her allegations. And he did so because to predate this position and he didn't want to involve the men and women of the National Wrestling Alliance during this time. He valued his friendship with Liz and he's sorry that she feels that he somehow wronged her and but the incident he described did not happen and that she's correct that she lived with him and was his female roommate from mid-August 2010 to October 2010 and also that she shared a bed with him while they lived there and she's correct that nothing about their relationship was romantic or sexual uh, and that often they went to bed and they were cuddle and spoon in a non-sexual way uh, and he and and then uh, he never made non-consensual move on her during the waking hours. However, her claim that he made a non-consensual move on her while they shared a bed is false. He did not touch her in a way she claimed that he never touched her like that he never would have. But her allegation of assault is not the only portion of the Twitter post where he feels compelled to to correct the record. In early of August 2010, she informed him that a friend of hers invited her out to Los Angeles to attend a show that he was not affiliated with. Ultimately, she stayed with him and his roommates starting in mid-August till. And, and she suggested that uh, he did nothing to help her upon her arrival. But as a friend, he offered her all the help he could, including taking her to an NW Hollywood event. And uh, on August 25th, where he introduced her to those in charge. And he was an unpaid producer at the time with the NWA. So he had no hiring or firing authority. He She also left out the fact that her relationship with his female roommate, while the roommate did not initially know Liz was coming. Once Liz arrived, she treated Liz like a sister and gave her food and clothing. And, uh, anyway, he refutes a whole bunch of stuff here. You know, this is a gigantic read. You guys can look into it. But uh, there's another person he wanted to believe in NWA because of this. Um, Chikara closed down because the owner, Mike Quackenbush, he was also accused, I believe, of stuff with a 13-year-old kid or something. Yeah, something like that. You know, so now Chikara is gone completely. I don't even remember what the hell... Uh, the story with that was I'm looking it up here. There's just so many, you know, like I, I'm not going to lie. With yeah. So let me see what happened here. Yeah. Basically, uh, Chikara is gone. Yeah. Oh. What else? I'm trying to skim through and see Michael Elgin. You guys know he was also accused. 
during this entire thing. He was released from Impact. We can't go into all of the different claims here, but I want I, I implore anybody who wants to, before you judge anybody, at least decide for yourself based on the evidence presented whether or not you're choosing to believe the people individually, not on a group mentality basis. WWE released that Legero guy. And uh, Travis Banks. And Travis Banks. They're looking to get rid of anybody who's a problem. We're hearing that Velveteen Dream might be showing up soon. Uh, There were more stuff that came out with him. They pulled contract offers from other people. It's really crazy. You know, getting back to Mike Quackenbush, I just found here that he released some sort of an apology type thing. Let's see what we got. I'm Mike Quackenbush. I would like to address recent allegations which have surfaced in the last three days about myself and people under my supervision. These are very serious allegations, and I want to be clear. This is entirely separate from the fictional world of pro wrestling storylines, characters, etc. I want to take the time to go over all the points raised. And even though much of this will be difficult to hear, it is important that you know everything. So stay with me until the end, please. And I want to start by offering an apology to anybody who read these allegations and felt embarrassment or disappointment as a result. I am sorry for that. I'm going to begin with the longest of these allegations, which comprises seven messages across two tweets offered anonymously by a student enrolled at my wrestling school between 2016 and 2019, when we were situated in Philadelphia holding a lease on Wingate Street. Because this accuser came forward anonymously, I will maintain their privacy. If they choose to identify themselves, that is their decision to make, not mine. I wish to start with the most distressing of the points raised in this allegation. Her allegations take the form of a narrative, and in her story, she alleges that a separate trainee went to one of my coach's private residences, became blackout drunk, and is concerned that she was assaulted. Until a few days ago, I had never heard this allegation, and given I could not know what took place inside one of my coach's private residences, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the accuser, and I believe this allegation the way it is described. I denounce this behavior, and upon learning of this just a few days ago, I investigated, and a member of my staff was able to contact someone close to the situation. I am relieved that the coach cited in this allegation was removed several months ago. Regardless, safeguards must be put in place to ensure something of this nature never happens again. This anonymous accuser further alleges that during a road trip, a male performer exposed his genitals to her in a hotel room. And though I have no first-hand knowledge of this event, that trip was organized under my purview. Therefore, I accept full responsibility for this and I must be the one to offer an apology. And I am sorry that this occurred. After the fact, a coach alerted me of unprofessional behavior while on the road, and acting on that report, disciplinary measures were taken. But this level of detail was unknown to me until I read the allegation. And furthermore, a separate allegation came forward about special treatment being offered to a trainee who was accommodated with an individual hotel room. And I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that if a trainee was ever the sole occupant of a hotel room while on the road, it is because they paid for that accommodation or an error was made, not because of special or preferential treatment extended to anyone. This accuser also details an in-ring injury which took place in August of 2017, resulting in a serious leg and ankle injury. They claim that after the fact, jokes were made 
calling this a, quote, accident on purpose, end quote. I did not hear anyone make jokes about this, and I remember the event vividly because I was in the ring for it and also present at the hospital after the fact. However, because I cannot be everywhere and hear everything, it is possible someone did make that joke. So I believe the accuser, and I accept responsibility for that. And I am sorry if anyone tried to make light of that situation. It is inappropriate. But I deny the assertion that a trainee of ours would be deliberately injured. That is entirely against my ethos as a person, as a performer, as a trainer, and even those things aside, just as a business person who must ensure the safety of his paying clients. Lastly, from this particular allegation, the accuser claims to have been manipulated or gaslit through the process of passing an evaluation, then later being asked to take the evaluation once again and failing the evaluation. The accuser is not alone in the process of being reevaluated and having regressed in the period of time between evaluations. In this case, the accuser did regress and upon reevaluation lacked sufficient upper body strength to control another person's body to the mat with safety. I deny this as any wrongdoing. This is really long. I do not believe um, the circumstance of being reevaluated oh rises to satisfy the definition of a manipulation or. Okay. You guys are going to. So it's linked. You're going to have to listen to the whole thing. It is fucking late. He's defending the shit out of himself here. Um, that being said, Lindsay Dorado actually responded to this and he said, lies. I don't believe you, especially at this moment in your BS video. I tried to reach out through email and friends for over a decade, tried to meet in person and have closure at the PC. Coward. My closure is you being exposed. This will be my last tweet about this piece of shit. See me. Well. Yeah. And correction, it was Austin Theory who was actually accused by a, a, a fan named Tay Alegas. I guess she basically said that uh, she was a fan of him when he was 13 years old and he basically tried to steer the conversation sexually. So... I'm trying to see if there's anything besides besides tweets with her, though. No, it just sounds to me like he tried to allegedly talk to a 13-year-old. But I just wanted to correct. I forgot who I said it was. But whoever I said it was, it wasn't. It was it was him. Maybe that's why Austin Theory wasn't around. Either that or he's sick. Who knows nowadays, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Brock Lesnar was another person who was accused. You hear about that shit? I heard briefly, and I was like, wait, Brock? Brock Lesnar was accused by uh, by Terry Reynolds. Oh, oh, yeah, I heard about this one. Yeah, let me see if I could find, do we have anything here with this? Yeah, it was on a Q&A for, key, for Keon Sports. Let's see what we got. Sorry, this was, wasn't planning on having all this shit here. Like I said, there was a lot of stuff, you know. I don't have a whole lot of respect for Brock. I don't think Brock respects wrestling fans. Um, you know, Brock did something that was in today's day and time. Um, you know, I mean, he showed his penis to me and, you know, called my name as I was walking past where he was in a dressing room and opened his towel so I could see his um, his manly bits. And... Um, you know, I've often said when I actually tell that story, I've often said mm -hmm. that, um, you know, and this is, of course, me being absolutely um, 
smart ass when I say it because I would have much rather him not been sure. so disrespectful um, of a female that's been in the business as long as I have been and at that point he was a greenhorn he knew he was going to have a lot of power that they were going to give him the strap but at that point I've been in this business for a long time I have respect and what he did was very very wrong from a respect standpoint from a sexual harassment standpoint whatever you want to look at it it was wrong um but my joke to to kind of bring levity to it so I don't get so darn upset about it is that I'm like if you're going to show me your junk at least let it be impressive um <laughs> And so, like, like I don't know if, if you know what a pink feeder mouse is that they sell in animal shops for to, like, feed snakes. Yeah, definitely. They're like the mice before they get their little hair on them. Yeah. Well, that's basically what that vision was akin to. Oh, geez. Yeah, a pink feeder mouse. And so I'm thinking, like, wow, why, I mean... Not that it would have been any less disrespectful or, you know, less sexual harassing had he been hung like a horse. But, I mean, come on. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's my only levity. You would take me out of the shit like that. What? You know, you know, you know what takes me out of the shit like that? What? Why are you talking shit about how big his dick is? Like, <laughs> that's the, the... She had me to that moment. Like, really, bitch? And first of all, you a grown ass woman. Don't nobody say no manny bitch. Call it his call it what it is. Call, you saw his dick. All right. <laughs> Let's say you saw his dick. Like, come, come on now. I'm so tired of the news. <laughs> so tired. Like I said, some of the stories have already been debunked, you know. There are people that are on both sides of this. And if you look online, a lot more people are starting to come around to the fact that it's an an irrational movement that can be used as a weapon. Uh, This is Barbie Hayden. Let me bring up her stuff here for a quick minute. Uh, She was, uh, I do not remember her being an Impact Wrestling knockout. Was I dead? Do you remember her? Barbie Hayden. Ah. I feel like I do. I feel like she was one of those ones. I feel like she was one of those ones where she was there for like a short period of time. I'm gonna bring her larger up on. Because I know there's, there, there's certain knockouts like they were only like Hamada was only there for a little bit. Havoc's first run only lasted a little while. Like there were some knockouts they were like in and then out. Yeah, this place is a revolving door. So she said, uh, let me say this a little bit louder for those in the back. If you agree to have sex with someone but just want revenge now on that person so you're abusing the hashtag speaking out movement, GTFOH, get the fuck out of here. Do not put cheating, jealousy, or name calling in the same category as sexual assault. So this is someone from in the business who's basically calling it what it is, that there are people who are victims, but that there are people in there that are using this for revenge. And everyone's saying that that doesn't happen. You never saw the movie The Crush? That was like oh, almost 20 years old, if not more. Might be 30 years old. You think this is an unknown concept? Shit like fatal attraction or things where a woman, the scorned woman, pretends? I'm not saying that that's always what fucking happens. But it happens. It's happened on Lord SVU and all these other shows. There's cases of it. There's known court cases where this has happened. So it's just like, I'm just saying people shouldn't rule out the fact that everyone is... Uh, is doing, it. and that's the reason why I'm I'm saying good riddance to the motherfuckers that that decided to pull support from us because we enter something open minded and objectively instead of just blind like sheep, you know. So I'm glad that there are people on both sides. I wanted to end on on a couple of people from both sides that are looking at this and realizing that there is malicious 
nature out there. You know, another one, do you know Lufisto? Lufisto, that name I remember. Okay, Lufisto, bring her up on the screen here. There she is. Okay. Uh, Oh, I remember Lufisto. She basically tweeted out saying, please, from the bottom of my heart, I'm asking you, do not use hashtag speaking out as a personal vendetta against people you have heat with or to get back at someone you don't like. This movement is too important and serious for the victims. Thank you. And that's what a lot of people are starting to realize, that just like other movements we've had, something that started where potentially people who were victims stepped forward, started getting flooded, which is one of the reasons why it's dangerous to not speak hashtag speaking out earlier because when you get a flood like this now people have to basically try to dig through all of these accusations and separate the fake from the real because there are going to be fake out there and you're naive and foolish if you're gonna if you're not gonna understand that you have to give people uh, the benefit of the doubt you can't just screw these are people's lives and careers that you're talking about here and it's just so sad that we have to objectively keep reiterating this. That you don't understand. You can't just believe everybody in the world about anything. I'm not sp- speaking specifically about this. I'm saying in general, you have to understand both sides. And in a lot of cases, there clearly is only one side. But at least be sure these attacks, it's just going too far. It's becoming too much. And in the long run, it's going to hurt too many. And then these things will lose their credibility. Yeah. All right. Well. I think we're done here, whether we like it or not. I'm done here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty done here. Again, even if you don't listen to us on demand, please uh, follow us on Twitch. It definitely helps having as many followers and the support in here as we rebuild our community. We we were by no means a big community. Mixer dies at 817 followers, which uh, I remember us fighting in the shade for 300 at one point. And we yeah, right I guess we're going to do it again here, damn it. <laughs> 20, 23,145 views, which isn't a lot in, in scale of itunes and all the other platforms we have millions of views over time we're more big on demand as a podcast than we will ever be when the live stream but that doesn't mean we don't appreciate it so we're going to try to revive that on twitch and uh that being said don't forget that this wednesday after AEW, 10 p.m eastern standard time if you've never been with us before join the chat room for the party games on we do chat room participation games and there will be giveaways and prizes and things going forward a lot of the time so don't forget about that. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everyone who hung out. Our community yeah, has I mean, not diminished. What were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, going down the list of people who all popped in tonight. Uh, Kula305, EB, Willie V2, Sugar Shane, thank you for the donation. Night Owl, George, King Quest, Fockerface, Ace1337, Feet. Hot Local Mom, Attend, Doomsday, Dave25, Commander Root, Tai Chi, Whole Lot of Numbers, Mind of Flurk, uh, Yousef12, and Weekly Planet, a.k.a. Ashley, a.k.a. Ali. Yes, also I see Creepy Mellow was there. Uh, Community Showcase, I don't know if that's a Twitcher thing. Um, yeah, you said Hot Local Mom, right? And Tai Chi and Yousef12. And anyone yeah. else you might have missed, as well as those of you listening across iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, all various platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. Later, people. See you next time. Shut down.